Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with Wrestling with Fetish. Uh, I think episode 20... I don't know which one it is. Um, but uh, you guys have kept us going so far, and, and it seems like you were, you're having a good time with the, uh, the podcasts and our conversations and all that good stuff. Uh, but today, the date is Wednesday, uh, November 8th. And we just had uh, two opening shoots with one of my very uh, close pals, someone I haven't seen in fucking years, uh, the lovely Sybil Star. And for those of you who don't know who she is, uh, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> and no, they, it's, I'm <laughs> sure they've emailed me to tell me that they're my biggest fan. Oh yes, yes. Even, I've already gotten a couple like even uh, when they're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sybil Star is uh, kind of. Uh, Renaissance woman when it comes to the wrestling stuff because you've done pro, you've done grappling, uh, you've done fetish uh, requests, videos. You did um, MMA in Japan. Yeah, you've done live I've work. I've done underground cat fighting in Greece. Jesus. I, I, yeah, pretty much if there's a fight, I'm there. Is that I've a, done oil wrestling in Sturgis. Nice. Yeah, pretty much. There's actually a thing like there's a underground wrestling in, in Greece. Oh, in Europe, it's weird. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a whole underground scene over there. Why is it weird? Well, it's um, okay. Well, we'll get into this. Yeah, fuck it. There's a scene where these gals, um, we'll say underprivileged gals, mm. um, will get a sponsor who will pay for them to get training or whatever, but then take them to these underground fights. And these wealthy sponsors make money betting on the women. Ooh. They'll put them up in apartments, take care of them, and the women fight for them. Holy shit, that sounds like some Kumite kickboxer John Claude Van Damme shit. It's real shit. Is that a. Do the girls, do they get paid or I mean? How yes, they're very well taken care of. And especially for girls from, you know, poor girls in Europe aren't treated very well. Uh, there's not much for them. And so, there's, yeah, and it makes sense. So I kind of, uh, I think Brazil has a lot of that too. There's a lot of poor girls in Brazil, but the thing is, you also have a lot of beautiful women in Brazil who yep. are from A lot of beautiful gals in Europe, absolutely. And come up, yeah. Some so. athletic ones, you know, that she probably won a couple fights, look good doing it, mm-hmm. put my money on that. I did hear a story from a friend who had gone to a company out there. I forgot if it was like Czech Republic or is it's not Czechoslovakia anymore, is it? I, don't, I have I don't, no I think clue. It's Czech Republic. It's changed so many times. Um, I had my friend Jenny Czech actually correct. <laughs> she corrected me. She was like, "No, no, no, it is not Russia." I don't know. <laughs> and so you know, she's beautiful. I could just she could correct me. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So uh, I heard tell that there was a company that was doing stuff that was a little more shady, where they would have the girls come out. Mm-hmm. And pay them very little. Very little, and a lot of times they weren't of age. Uh, that might be one of the things that I didn't hear that. What I did hear is that they would take these girls and make them do real like fist fights, uh-huh. uh, and then beforehand they would just feed them pain pills. So just so I don't they know could, about the pain pills, yeah, but she, I know that a lot of the girl, a lot of the people who are getting girls into it, they didn't care about the girls. They didn't it was care about if they were seeing injured. them destroy each other. Was yeah. it? They didn't care about the girls as people at all. And doing the whole like, hey, if you beat her, you get an extra blah blah yep. blah, and yep. so that absolutely, of course, increased the aggression, which of course could lead to, yep, to some bad shit happening to these poor girls. Wow, we started off on a winner, guys. But there, there was. Um... <laughs> the world sucks. Go to sleep. Uh-huh. There was, uh, gosh, I can think of the name of the site, and I know some of you out there already know about this, but I, I want to say Jude DeLong, Jude DeLong. Jude DeLong? I believe so. They had the sites going over in Europe, and um, they were working with underage girls. Oh, no. And that's how they got shut down. Fucking hey, man. Yep. Jude DeLong? I don't know. There was another company that was along those guys' lines. There was a lot of companies out there for there a were. while. And they there were. were. They and just kind of... 
I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why they're not, not around anymore. They are gone. You might want to try to stay in above board, people. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Just saying. You want to get freaky, be freaky. It's amazing what... But do it right. People, like, it depends, especially with, like, uh, I was talking to Jordan Grace, and she was telling us that uh, she's a pro wrestler as well, where she trained in Mexico. And they don't have a wrestling commission there. So they were yeah. hiring kids as young as, like, 6 to, like, oh, 12 sure. to, like, 13. And some of them were being made to just do, like, okay, here's a kid with a mask, and he's jumping around. But then there was, like, other girls where it was, like, sexy Stephanie, you know? And it's just, like, holy fucking shit, dude. Uh, but, um, but anyway, so, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the world is a terrible place. <laughs> uh, women's wrestling has always been about explaining the female. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I don't care how much these gals these days want to try to keep it clean or talk about respect the business, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Because <laughs> the way the business came up and the way it went was never like that. There was never any of that until like the 70s and 80s where they were trying to make it something else. It was like a, it was an exploitative kind of a sideshow. Yeah. It was a sideshow act. It was, well, it was even more than that. Mm-hmm. With, uh, what's his name? Billy Wolf back in the day when he'd take the girls in, he'd train them, but he'd also prostitute them out to promoters. I mean, this has always been an industry. I haven't read that book yet. Oh, there's many. There's many. I'm on the third one right now. Oh, uh, shit. But I'm just saying that... Well, the, send me the ones you're done with. I'll check them. <laughs> I got one with me. We can, we can read together. Um, but the rest of this podcast is just I'm just saying, us. like, but, okay, so even when uh, apartment... Do you know where the apartment style wrestling yeah. came from? Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me. Wait, in terms of, like, the old magazines back in the 70s? Like, I was, I was, I was talking... Job. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was what wrestling something, a big magazine at the time that only ever like uh, put out pro wrestlers, big time pros. Then they would have those middle and then all of a sudden, stories. Yes, yeah. they would start putting the stories in there, and the guys hated it. The wrestling feds hated it. Mm. But you know what? His magazine sales shot through the roof, and he wouldn't give it up. I mean, they created. We gotta thank him for that. We do. Know? Otherwise, we wouldn't have. It's awesome. Have. <laughs> and that, you made a, you bring up a good point, and um, we are gonna get into the you know your history and how you got into it but I think you, you made you, you brought up a good point of how people treat it today because one of the biggest issues I've had with certain fans and and I try to not make it into something combative mm-hmm. but it's that you know it, what you do is not wrestling because it's not in a ring or what you do is not wrestling because the girls aren't wearing um, one pieces and boots or whatever yeah, yeah. And, and so everybody has their flavor what they think women's wrestling mm-hmm. is supposed to be but let yeah. me tell you, as a woman who wrestles, let me do whatever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. If I want to wrestle in a bikini, if I want to wrestle dudes while I'm wearing a bikini, if, if I want to jump up and down and whatever, let me do what I want. Yeah. You know, and you shouldn't try to tell me that, oh, that's not the way you do it. or the, who, who are you to tell me how to live? You know? I agree. So too many times, especially early on, that would happen. I'd be like, but I, I enjoy what I do. Mm-hmm. So how is it wrong for me? Well, because that particular person, uh, sometimes, um, sometimes a girl, sometimes most times a guy, would come out and, and do the whole like, well, I, 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 that's not that's not real. It's not legit. Uh, you're wearing a, a two piece showing off your stomach. Meanwhile, this is a guy who's basically wearing <clears throat> speedos into the ring with boots. Thank you. In front the of guy, children. The guys were always titillating. Which is okay. They with were that. always titillating. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but when women did it, that was a big thing. Then they always treated us like gimmicks. Well, even way back. Yeah. And the girls always wore the one pieces, but even then the guys found it sex- sexy, sexual. Mm. And and I remember, gosh, what gal was it? Was it Judy Grable? But she would come out and say, you know, we can't help the, what positions we're put in while we're grappling because we're grappling. We're not there trying to entice you. That's how you're taking it. Mm. Now, here's the thing, and this is what I've learned. No matter what I do, people are going to perceive it 
through their own lens. So it doesn't really matter. If I'm out there having fun and being happy and doing what I love, what does it matter? Because no matter what I do, you're going to perceive it through your lens. There's that old comic strip of, I think it was uh, not The Far Side or something like that, but it's it's a it's an old man in a, in a gallery. And I always think about this when we think about these guys who come out and say, it's an old man in a gallery and there's this huge painting. And the painting is a is a black circle and a brown square and a line in the middle of it. Right. And he stands up and he's just like, Get this garbage out of here. This is distasteful. And it's because what he sees is in his brain something horrifying. Meanwhile, it's just a fucking square right. in a circle. Right. And I, I think about that when a lot of these guys are like, women in bathing suits <laughs> wrestling in what looks like a basement. And it's just oh like... Oh my gosh. But meanwhile, <laughs> you have people in rings in front of like millions of children, you know, doing some pretty freaky shit. Which like I said, yeah. if, if it's, it's legal and it gets past code... Do it, I guess, but like, don't well, tell this? me that yeah. it's more legit to do it in a ring, you know, when I'm doing and you're Thank doing you. stuff in a in and on mass. It's way more impressive. Well, they they're <clears> calling <throat> it entertainment, right? Um, yeah. It's WWE, so that's World Wrestling Entertainment. So what we're doing is entertainment. Isn't that what you do? Isn't mm-hmm. that what I do? Oh no, no, what we do is uh, porn. <laughs> I've never done a porn. In it's my not life. in a ring. It's porn. <laughs> Dude, that's no. I've got that's that's what it is. If it's not in a ring, it's porn. And meanwhile, I'm watching Lita get bent over a bed by Edge. Right. You know, or and the I, sable bikini contest or whatever. Oh yeah, and the girls would have the, strap matches yes. and like who could hit each other with a pillow the hardest yeah. or whatever. Um, and thong battles. But meanwhile, because I'm not shooting it in that ring, or you're not shooting right. it in that ring, suddenly we're porn. Yeah. And it, and okay, so we're, we we talk about fetish, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it true, really? Anything can be fetishized. Anything, anything. anything. A girl, a girl can want. I mean, shit. A girl can can walk into the ring wearing a fucking. Uh, we know this. A Wait, snow coat. Yeah, snow, you know? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I've worn puppy coats. We know this. Puppy yeah, coats. Puppy coats. Fetish. There's guys who um, ears, ears, dude. One one so thing I used to make people. fun of. I was like, oh, I have an ear fetish. Just making fun of it. Mm-hmm. Like there can't possibly be an ear fetish. Oh my god, there's an ear fetish. There's a freaking ear yeah. fetish. It's crazy. I've seen. So uh, I don't have to do anything. Just walk around these ears. I've had <laughs> w- women do have it easier because like they can just walk around and just guys will just fetishize everything that they see. That's like a, a, men are a, visual though. Very Let's visual. Be honest. And we're, we're gonna get to that. Yet. We're gonna get to that. Um, and you seem to already have a good head on your shoulders about that. I noticed because I was admiring your head when you walked. In. It's a perfectly it's still, still on my perfectly shaped head. <laughs> But no, I saw the ear thing. I saw someone doing a Q-tip video once. No way. Where it's just a girl Q-tipping. Like cleaning her cleaning ear. Cleaning her ears. Or somebody doing it for her. Oh my uh, gosh. I had a guy who, and there's nothing wrong with any of it. No. But there was a guy who wanted to do a knockout move where it was like, the girl's in a camel clutch and she just pushes her fingers into her ears until like <laughs> she can't take the pain. That's new. That's original. And she just passes out. <laughs> and so I was just like, all right, dude. And so when I told the girl, she was like, really? <laughs> And I was like, she was like, is there any scientific basis for like me passing out? I'm like, I don't think there's a nerve cluster in your ear. But if he touches, I mean, if you touch someone's brain eventually, that's probably going to cause a shutdown. So she's like, okay, I can run with that. So she did the brain thing where she's like, zap, 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 and she's out. And so, and I love the fact that she was going for the scientific. But uh, I had What's a girl. What's my motivation? Yeah. One of my first, uh, did you ever wrestle my friend uh, Helena? Uh, not Heavenly, but the other Helena. We we all yes. Hung, I never wrestled her, but I know who you're talking. But we hung out in, yes. in L.A. 
So she had to do a custom with me, and I would always email her customs just to see what she would say. Because it would be like, hey, there's this guy who wants you to just fart in my face for an hour. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I know, I'm not doing it, but it's so fucking crazy, right? And so I sent her one, and it was like, uh, sleeper kid knocks Helena out with a sleeper hold, and for the next 10 minutes, she just flared her nostrils. Because she could really, she had, she had, she could really control her nostrils. I can't flare my nostrils. I know you can't see this at home, people, but we're flaring our nostrils right <laughs> now. <laughs> but no, so it was five minutes of me wrestling her. I knock her out the sleeper, and then I just had to kind of film her body and then zoom in. And for five, ten minutes straight, it was just <laughs> fucking her nostrils flaring. Which is super boring to us, but that guy was probably super happy. And that was one of the ones where I sent her. I'm like, wouldn't it be crazy? She's like, I'll do that. <laughs> How much is he paying? Really? That much? Fuck yeah, dude. I'll flare some nostrils. <laughs> I got nostrils to flare. So, but let's go back a bit because we, we do want to go back to your origins. Uh, sure. Obviously, you, you have a huge deal of passion for the world of female wrestling. You already know stuff about the origins of it that a lot of people don't, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I like you try to quiz me too. You're like, yeah, come on, motherfucker. <laughs> um, no, but I remember the old the apartment magazine stuff. I remember even like going back to the to Circle K's and looking in the back of who of did the first covers. naked wrestling customs. The first ones, I don't know. Was it Golden Girls? Mildred Burke. Oh, Mildred, yeah. Because so the first they women's would, champion yeah. in America, right? She's the one who started the because they customs. would play them, and some of them just had music because yeah. they didn't really. Yeah, there was. I remember there was collections of them. Yeah. And it would just be like weird, like calliope music or stuff from like burlesque Absolutely. shows. Yep. They'd be like, she's a lady <laughs> named Frankie. Meanwhile, there's like people getting slammed around. But you know that, um, and this is a little off topic, maybe not, but you know STJ out in LA. Yeah. He actually filmed for Mildred back wow. in the 70s. Yeah, when he was a kid in high school. God damn. Yeah. I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah, we all I know do. that guy well. Um, hello, STJ. Hey, STJ. If you're hearing us. Um, if you listen to the podcast. Yes. They're like radio looking. shows, but with no ads. No way. He's totally looking at his pictures right now. <laughs> <laughs> he loves his pictures. He loves his pictures. <laughs> he loves his pictures. He does. It's like Thor loves his hammer. <laughs> totally. That is his hammer. <laughs> That's his hammer. That's his power. Um, so let's go back to your own origin. Okay. So, um uh, Let's see. How did you get into the world of, of female wrestling? And uh, there's a kind of a two part to this question. So, okay. how did you get into the production into be, being a model? And also, was <clears throat> it part of your upbringing? Is it something that you were into before you considered it a fetish, or before you knew it was be, considered a fetish? So, um, I'm just gonna talk for a bit about yeah. me, which I don't do a lot of because you know, why? Um, but so, I have a degree in theater. So I graduated college with a degree in theater, and I went out into the world, and um, I found that when you learn from teachers... Keep talking, I'm just going to get a picture. Teachers teach you how to teach. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why I went to a liberal arts college and got a theater degree, because really, the most successful people that came out of the program went on to be teachers. Mm-hmm. But I have a theater degree, so for a couple of years, I waited tables, <laughs> um, and then I worked in some banking and finance, and I worked for a company called Image Maker 360, um, and I was very much in corporate America, and I got a job with um, University of Michigan. Okay. I was in the Office of Institutional Equity, and I was working there, and I wanted to make some additional money, so I was like, well, what can I do? So I have this background in theater, and I was like, well, you know, I could do some modeling, mm-hmm. so I... So I looking at Craigslist ads, and there's a guy who had like a security company out of Ann Arbor area, and he sold like uh, he was an ex-cop, and he sold like uh, guns and like the whole security system for your house. But he wanted a model to come in and model his guns. Nice. So my first gig was like modeling guns. <laughs> 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 I 
America. It was sweet. <laughs> so the first time I held a Glock, I was very excited. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so from there, though, I just I uh, found out that like what is it, one model place, and started advertising myself and getting out there as a model. In the meantime, if you don't mind me asking, uh, how were you at this time? Because it's always interesting to me to when we started uh... old I was uh, almost 30 by the time I oh, started oh okay yeah so I wasn't young when I started there's a huge hey, range yeah. when it starts yeah, yeah. Um, so I was already in corporate America for you know almost 10 years mm-hmm. and then um, so I started modeling and then I was going to run a marathon my first marathon and this was 2004 October um, Detroit Marathon okay and after the marathon after I ran well during well while I was running it what was happening was uh, I was almost accosted once. Jeez. Um, I was flashed at a park. And I would have to run late at night. Good Lord. And stuff like, oh, it was crazy. It's, it's crazy being a woman in America. I don't care what people say, but it's crazy, okay? It's, it really is. You're it's not almost like Detroit here. used to be a bad town. Uh, yeah, no, it was Ann Arbor. Oh, Ann Arbor? Yeah, Damn, Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. Yeah, in the Arboretum. This was, yeah, this was not places that you would think would be bad. And I have a friend who was like, she she loves Ann Arbor. <laughs> oh, it's a great town. It's the best town on the planet. It really is you one got of them. Flashed once yep. and then uh, yep, and then some guy tried to yeah take me home with him from a Wendy's. Oh, you know I can get you a career. You should come with me. Kept trying to get me out the door. And it was one of these. I'm alone a lot. I'm training late at night. I should know how to defend myself. Yeah. So there 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 was this thing. It was called Fight Club. You're not supposed to talk. About I know, but it was under Jack's Hardware. So there's this little hardware store in Ann Arbor called Jack's Hardware. Tiny little thing, right? Underneath there's this basement, and he had it all matted out. And he was in the summer they would do jujitsu classes down there. Nice. So I went to my first jujitsu class under Jack's Hardware, and I was the only girl there, and I was the smallest person there. But I'll tell you what, that first time I went into a lion armbar, it felt like uh, planets collided mm-hmm. or rain. It, it felt like something I'd done before. I read Pen- Penny Banner's book. Mm. Like the first time she did judo, she felt the same way. And, and that was like, oh my gosh, that was the feeling. That's what I had when I did that. Mm. I fell in love with wrestling right there. Um, I went right home and threw my husband into a, a line armor. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I can do, baby. <laughs> ow, ow, tap, tap. Um, <laughs> so from there, so I'm taking some self-defense. Um, and I do this uh, marathon. And not two weeks after the marathon, in a modeling... I get a call from two companies at the same time. I get a call from a company that's now gone, Lusa Entertainment. Okay. Okay. So they ran kickinggirls.com and Judo Defense and... Um, oh, they were like heavy heavy into the scissors and stuff. Oh, well, they did a little bit of everything. But yeah. his big thing, the guy who was running it, he was really into the Judo fetish. Oh, so like a, the gi and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. So the big one that they started with was with the Judo. And then they expanded from there. They had sexy grappling, kickinggirls.com. They had a bunch of that concentrate, them, yeah. yeah, and little things. Um, and I got a call from them to come work for them. At the same time, Dan Severin, UFC Hall mm-hmm. of Famer, got a hold of me to see if I would come out and model his T-shirt line and his guns. No, he didn't. <laughs> I don't know if Dan has guns. I bet he does because he's a Michigan boy. But oh, he doesn't need them. He he's got like he's got, he's got these he's guns. guns, right? Um, so I worked for Lusa and that was fun. You know, mm. I got to be a sexy realtor flipping men in judo flips and things. And it was, it was a good time. No, that's usually, that's how I got my house. Yeah. See? yeah. And then, um, I went and worked for Dan and did a couple promo shoots with his t-shirts. And then I saw they had a pro wrestling, um, thing going on. Mm. Like they, they train there and, and I was like, oh, I'm a huge fan of pro wrestling, which I was from five years old up. It was 
I was done. You know, when you see Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan, you know, you're done. You know, yeah. that's... you and I are roughly the same age. Yep. So I think we grew up by the same years people, apart, yeah. like a junkyard dog and all yes. those guys. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was Classics. my jam. Yep. yep. So of course, you know, I'm a huge fan. So I'm like, how can I get involved with your pro wrestling promotion? He's like, well, we got a show coming up in a couple weeks. Why don't you come out and you can valet? No. Oh. So I was like, oh, I could be the pretty girl in the dress. Oh, I was hoping check. it would be one of those stories where it's like, you, a woman. <laughs> And then it's just like you come in the next day and just beat the fuck out of <laughs> No. But no, that works. Valley's good too. Nope. So I came in and went to my first show. Um, and then they asked me to come back and train. Okay. So at the same time I started doing, you know, pro wrestling training and grappling, I was also getting into the the sexy wrestling side. So it just, for me, it all happened at one time. So you were doing grappling, you were doing the pro wrestling, you were doing the sexy wrestling, fetish wrestling. So it all right. just kind of came in like, all right. at once. right. So, but what I found out about pro wrestling, after my first year of doing it, there's no fucking money in it. <laughs> All right, you're going to bust your back for 25 bucks. That's if you're a guy and you're halfway decent. Um, seriously, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's one of those things where you wish you could call your future self and like, like you know, or your future no, self no, no. could call you. No, no, I learned a long time and, ago. Uh, I, 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 someone taught me that. Warned you a little bit. No, no, I, I'm, I'm smart. Someone told me a long time ago that if you look at someone who's doing what you do and you it, that 10 years further than you, you'll see what you, where you'll be. Yeah. So I started researching these pro wrestling women's lives. Ooh, not good. A no. lot of them, if they didn't leave the business, they ended up addicted to drugs, on the streets, broken. You know, these, these women did not have great lives. Mm -hmm. Okay. Most of them got out of the business at some point. These women are still alive. I've met a lot of these women. They're great ladies. Yeah. Um, but they're not living that life anymore. You know, well, and those yeah. are the ones that are doing well. Mm -hmm. Like Wendy Richter. Do you know what Wendy Richter does now? Hold on. Uh, no, the last thing I, I heard that, uh, was, fuck, uh, Tina Moretti was like a, like a, like a really, she was doing really well as doing real estate or something like that. But I Tina don't think, was, yeah. I'm not sure what Wendy, Wendy does. Was. She's a physical therapist. Oh, good. Yeah, she's doing great. Yeah. Yeah, and she, she even said in her speech at Cauliflower Alley Club a couple of years ago that she's made more money as a physical therapist, you know. But you know how much they paid her for her championship matches? Oh, I don't even want to know. Five grand, dude. Jesus Christ. Like, everybody else in the room was making 20000 and they're paying the girls five grand. And when she tried to get a contract with for more money, they fired her. That's what I did. I do remember hearing that. Yeah. That's what kind of cut her short. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's another thing that like a lot of the pro girls, yourself included, people like Jordan Grace, Amazing Kong and, and you oh, know, Rain gosh. and Angel Williams. So many amazing, talented women out there. People that we've had a chance to talk to mm -hmm. and, and we'll sit down after a shoot and just shoot the shit and they'll just, you know, we'll usually go out by the fire pit and then next thing you know, they're just telling me stories. Yeah. And I'm just sitting back and going like, yeah. Like Jesus Christ, really? That happened? This girl did this to, to oh, you? Oh, not because... to mention the guys in the locker room too. Yeah. Every girl like a rat. Yeah, on top yeah, of it. yeah. You know, there's yeah. no respect. So, yeah. and that's in you know going to shows, spending hours on the road, hoping oh, you, yeah. hoping you even get paid. The at promoter all. wants you to be there for the whole fucking day, mm -hmm. but he wants to pay you thirty bucks. Yep. You know, it's like, and, and then if you're lucky, yeah. you'll get thirty bucks. Yeah. Well, that's if you're a guy. Yeah. So, that, but I think we we have discussed that because it's just like there's it's just it's a raw deal. And it's so, a raw deal. We've had a lot of pros that come through, and they've only done pro, and and they'll just which kinda, is fine because that's what they're comfortable with. Yeah, and yep. so I'll do like, hey, what are your limitations? Okay, well, I'll wear like this, this, and that. Totally cool. Yep. Are you okay if you working with a girl who's wearing this? Sure, fine, I'll do that. 
and then um, the day will be over and I'll cut them their check and they'll just look at the check like I handed them like kryptonite or some <laughs> weird like meteor and they're just like what the fuck is this mm. and I go that's how much you made today and she's like what no we just we just wrestled for like two hours and yep. I'm like yeah that this is how much that is and mm. it's like what the fuck you know so it's and then they'll start telling me stories yep. like, about the long drives, about oh, the, the, the promoters who won't pay for hotels or yeah. for food. And, you know, well, I'm to the point now where girls are coming to me begging to work for me, you know? And it's like, but you still have those girls who, who still talk about respect, respect the business, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, do you really know what you're talking about? The business that is not respecting you, you're asking me to respect it. The business that you can't do full time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's, uh, and I've had girls that have done that, like some pros that got one, uh, you know, Fantasia, I love you very much. She's one of my favorite people in the world. Mm-hmm. But she got upset with the girl because the girl didn't immediately shake her hand. Uh, and this is a girl that did not follow the wrestling. And doesn't know the protocol. And so yeah. immediately, like, uh, Vicky was just like, she doesn't know, yeah, she doesn't know who yeah. you are. She literally doesn't know who you are. So she, she is going to introduce herself to you eventually, but, you know, just because yeah. she didn't go up to you first. No one taught her that. Exactly. She was a little yeah. upset, and I could see her, and I'm like, are you okay? And she was, like, staring at the at the table very... So she'd never done one of these shoots before. She yeah. Didn't, she didn't realize that protocol is different yeah. here than it is in but the locker then, room. But then when, when the girl did introduce herself to, to her, she was very warm and, and yeah. you know, like, hey, I can't wait to work with you tomorrow, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she, she felt better about it. But it's like, yeah, there's this... I mean... It, I guess when you strip away the stuff that's supposed to matter, the, hey, I can make ends meet, uh, or I can, I, I, this is worth my time, or I'm, you know, then maybe the, what starts to matter is the, the code, the ethic behind it, the honor, you know, sure, maybe that's what it is. Sure. I don't know. I really don't. I mean, I feel like it's mostly these women have given their lives to mm-hmm. this. They have given their lives over to this. So, of course, it means everything to them. They want you to respect it. But the fact of the matter is the business doesn't respect them. And that's that's quotable. I'm going to uh, etch that into a pillow. Um, so you're, cross so, stitch? I can cross stitch. <laughs> just burn it in there. <laughs> but no, so you, um, so, so, at this, so at this point, let's go back a bit. Yeah. So now you're getting into all like a four-pronged oh, attack. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, so I was still working for the University of Michigan. And about six months, it was July of 2005, um, I was going to go work for WeBringIt.com, and they do all competitive. Um, it's all competitive catfighting and yeah, fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, and they're Carrie great. Spectrum's baby yeah. for a while. Or she was, or she was we don't wor- talk about her. <laughs> but she was, working, she was working with them for sure, a while. Sure, sure, sure. And then we ended up working together again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they still together? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, no, Terry, uh, they're out on the West Coast, and they do their own thing. Tamiko and uh, Lily Dragon, what's her mm, name? Dragon Lily. Dragon Lily. Mm-hmm. They work for We Bring It Now, and they bring girls in and shoot in Vegas. Okay. So, what kind of content was that? Um, well, it's cat fighting. So just cat um, fight? Well, it's it's. Um, I love it. If it had an audience, it would be the perfect fight for me because uh, I love live competitive fighting. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but I love it. Okay, this is why I started Rough League, which is real underground female fight league. Because what it is, the girls sit down and we have a match contract, and you go through it and you say, "Are you okay with this? Are you okay with that?" Blah blah. blah. So this is what we did for We Bring It. That's where I learned that. The girls sit down together and really discuss what they can and can't do in a match. Okay. They decide their rules for it. Yeah. And then after that, they go fuck each other up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good fucking time. Anyway, he was flying us out to uh, Lake Tahoe, putting us up in this awesome, amazing fucking house. And here I am stuck in this job and I had no more time off. They're like, you can't take off because you have more t- time off. I'm like, oh, well, I haven't, I haven't used my job income in at least three months, so... 
I guess it's time to let you guys go, you know, because I'm not missing out on this trip. <laughs> so I retired from corporate America, July 4th, 2005. Oh, <laughs> Independence Day. Mm-hmm. That's when you did the Bill Pullman uh, uh, speech. <laughs> yes. I do remember when, when it, it was, it wasn't independent. Uh, God, I wish it would have been July 4th. That'd be so fucking cool. Yep. But no, I, I looked at two I was going to say, yours has to be around the same time. Because you was, and I started around yeah, the same what, time. Like, what year was that? Because mine was... Like I said, 2005 for me. Yeah, pretty close. Yep. Like 2004, 2005. And then I remember looking at two checks. Like, one check was like... Well, it wasn't even a check. It was how much I made that, that week in sales. Versus right. how much I got paid... From Jabby Jab. Yeah. Jobby Job. Which well, I think it was like I was doing PR for a... I swear to God, it was just exciting as it sounded. For like a <laughs> diabetic health insurance company. <laughs> And I had I, to. Was the company diabetic? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Only people, only people with uh, severe sugar issues were allowed to work there. Um, it was just like cubicles and candy, and insulin. Um, that sounds awesome, actually. Uh, no, no, but it, we we did. Sorry, no. I don't want to make fun of it. If you're diabetic, you know, fucking. We're not being offensive. No, more power well, to maybe you. Maybe we are. I don't know. No, I mean you're awesome. Um, and my mom is diabetic, so I've got. I can. You yeah, know, she, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Um, so she. Uh, uh, oh no, she. Uh, but no, I looked at that company's check, and it was neck and neck. And I, to me, I felt like I was on this little shabby island, but there's this raft. Yeah. And you can jump on it. Oh my gosh, I felt the same. Um, it could sink. I felt like I had been treading water for the longest yeah. time. And when I started wrestling, I felt like I got an inflatable. I was up above it now, you know, yeah. and I could just float around and have fun. And you found what, uh, what you know, we didn't have. In the, well, most people can't find now, which is a niche. Like, yeah. or niche, or however you want to pronounce yeah. it. But niche. <laughs> um, so I found my niche, and it was it was the idea of, of filming uh, female mixed combat, but without the nudity, without yep. the adult themes, yep. making it more about the selling and the, the angles and all that stuff. And then you just started getting into just tons of different uh, angles. I just went for it. Yeah. You know, so, I'm, I've never been a person who is unmotivated. <laughs> I'm a very motivated person. But so. a lot. But until this point, you were shooting for a lot of other companies. Um, well, when um, did you start producing for yourself? 2005. About the same time I left my job, um, I just started very gorilla style. Like, um, and I know a lot of the girls do. You'll be on the road or whatever, and some guys are like, "Well, you can do a clip," and you're like, "Well, fuck, I need content. Let's do a clip." I will never do that now. Oh, like during a session? Or yeah, or okay. whatever. So you're just in a hotel room. You put a, a camera on a tripod, and you, yeah, and you film some scissors. You know, the old tripod. Yeah, yeah. the old tripod. Uh, and those clips are probably still for sale on my site. Don't get me wrong; they're out there in my clips for sale store. Um, but some I, people like that homegrown kind of feel. For sure, those. but sure. I. I've grown away from that you know it's one of those you look back and go oh ow like, but... I don't even know who's in that shot <laughs> we should never film it directly into the sun <laughs> things like make that. a note yes make a note Charles then, remember the cameras didn't even pick up light well no then I mean it was like, you, you have, have to, to be standing yes. behind the fucking sun for you to see like oh I think that's so, so, yeah. so all that but I started back then and right away the sales were great mm. so it's and they, they've always been steady so hey okay but I, I enjoy producing, probably as much as yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy telling the story. Yeah. It's, I don't know, maybe it's that director in me, that acting background, whatever. I just, I really enjoy that. Well, you have, I mean, obviously, you know, you do have your theater background, and I think that shows because you, you take, I mean, we shot two things today, which if you guys, I mean, by the time you get, yeah, you'll know what it is by the time you hear this. But we shot you 
versus an invisible wrestler, which is one of the hardest things for, for a lot of people to shoot. And I've had girls Yeah, but you're I, really good at directing. Well, I mean, you. directing through it. So I was, I'm just like listening to you and taking all your cues. And but that's, that, even then that's a skill. Because there's some people who just won't, don't understand what you're trying to tell them. Okay. Uh, but you, you knew what I meant. And, and you also delivered like on every take was like the first try. Uh, I think the fir- we did like the first take was like eight ten minutes. You know, yeah. I was like, holy shit, that's great. <laughs> um, and then uh, we fed off of each other really well. But then you worked with our friend Tiny, who's you know this Amazing. six foot nine pro wrestler oh that gosh. you've never met. Yep. And how was that? Actually, let's tell that story because I think there was a part of you, and I could be wrong, but mm. I sense there was a part of you that was a little apprehensive, or you know, or at least you weren't. Cause I you- am not into pain. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and neither so, am I. So I don't want to get hurt. Exactly. And you get this big lumbering dude who talks very quietly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he gave you a hug. Yeah, you, you guys got this hug and you chatted for a bit. And I was like, okay, I don't want her to be uncomfortable. So one of the things that we do at the site is uh, I do what I call, I call it the walkthrough shoot through, yep. which is we're going to write everything down. Or wait, it's, it's the right through. talk through it. It's, 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 it's WWS. So it's write, walk, shoot. Yep. And yes. it's put everything on the board, yep. explain it. Walk through it, shoot through it. I've gotten a few complaints from from, uh, from like one or two wrestlers. Are like, it just takes a lot of time, and I'm just like, what did they want to do? They just wanted to go through clip after clip after clip. After clip. Um, they were more about like, give me more clips, and I was just like, I want to make you, I want to make sure you're safe. Right. And uh, not just safe, but you got to get what you need for your company too. Exactly. I'm not just gonna do no. uh, the the kind of fetish that I shoot. I think is different from when they were used to. They were yeah, used absolutely. to doing like, oh, I get to trample a guy for 10 minutes, boom, 10 minutes done. Yeah. You know, or I get to kick a guy in the balls for 10 minutes, boom, one oh, take. You can do that right. on a tripod. Um, but here they can actually learn some things too because you'll walk them through different things they haven't done before. And so you did that with Tiny and Tiny, like I said, six foot nine, oh uh, gentle giant. He really is. Um, but but uh, match. Yeah, and so we, uh, how did you feel about that? That was crazy. When you lifted <laughs> me up above his head and I'm touching the freaking ceiling, that was crazy. <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> and I felt bad because you were literally were saying put me down, and I think I don't know if you were acting. I'm not sure if I was or not. I really am not. It was, was like, like it was thrilling but scary. Mostly because the camera was off. I was like, she's <laughs> stop. <laughs> she keeps saying put me down. Um, and then he did, and he picked me up again and put me over his shoulder. <laughs> and uh, and I, I kept telling you, I'm like, he is like riding a roller coaster. It's like you're he gonna is. you're gonna be high up above the ground, but you're gonna be secure. Yep. And by the time we wrapped. You were just like, you looked so elated. You're like, yes. <laughs> it was fun. That was, it was awesome. a lot of fun. But uh, I think the point of that whole story is that you you have this amazing um, ability to to sell what you're asked to sell. Uh, and it takes very little. That's my job. Of my time to yeah. to go, okay, this is what I but, need. Okay, so you've worked with models and you worked with pro style yeah. wrestlers. Now, your models are good. I know mm-hmm. they are. But would you say that your pro style girls sell better? It's weird. Um, that's it depends a really, on the That's a really fucking good question. Um, a lot of the pro wrestlers have a built-in fan base. Uh, so they'll they'll order the girls doing no matter So what. they see they're coming in and they want to order yeah, stuff for them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have one girl who's a pro wrestler. I'm not going to name names. Okay. But she... Her selling in a ring seemed to be way more over the top and more our style than what she did on the mats. I've met girls like that too. Where it seemed I like she was them very restrained, and yeah. they were very big. And then when you got them in the ring, they didn't sell much at all. It was really interesting. It seemed like they were very yeah. self-conscious about what they were shooting or something. It was weird to them that there was no crowd, there was no ring. It was just there might have been nothing to feed off of. Exactly. Yeah. And I put the clips up and thinking like they're not going to sell well because. She doesn't really do an amazing job because she's right. so. She felt it felt like she was very kind of clo- you know closed off. Yeah. Nope, sold through the roof because it was like they, these guys are like I oh I'm 
I want every match that she's in, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. But even then, I still would coach them to the standard that I'm used to. Yes. I didn't let them just half ass. No, again, it's yeah. your site, and this is the content that you need for it. Mm. So you're going to direct them to what you need. But to be honest with you, and you're, you're interesting because you are walking between two worlds, because you are walking or more. Four or five. about it because you get the sexy wrestling, mixed martial arts, and then pro but, wrestling. And someone could and go. Those are three separate things. But it's like kind of like mutiny. Like mutiny is somebody who you can Gosh, go. Gosh, I miss that girl. Yeah, I love her. If you're listening, mutiny, or do they allow listening where you're at? <laughs> in Canada. Do we have to talk in French? Oh, <laughs> uh, we already I, said niche. Yeah, we oui, we. Oui. So we um. Oh fucking no, friend. So. Or for yeah. <laughs> Would you like some whores divorce? <laughs> so she, uh, she's she's someone else like you, where you walk between these two worlds, where it's like, you know, people, someone's gonna see you know, oh, civil star pro wrestler, civil star. Well, fe- there's okay, so wrestler. there's pro wrestling sites out there yeah. that they won't let me work for. Mm-hmm. That I've been absolutely blackballed from. I'm not surprised. I'm not either. Mm-hmm. I'm not either. But it's funny because I'm a pro wrestler too, but I can't do those because I do sexy stuff. We did. Uh, we had a girl that that worked for me, and she's still to this day one of my closest pals. Um, and I'm trying to get her back, actually, but she's she's starting her life. She's got married, you know. I'm like, go yeah. fucking do all life that. Life goes on. Uh, and she goes, uh, she, there was she was working for a company. It was a very big female pro wrestling company, and the guy who ran it found out that she had done like a bikini modeling set. Oh my goodness! Just her at the beach. That was it. A couple of pictures by the sunset and stuff like that. And he immediately like sent out this blanket email saying to all the girls that work for him, just like, by the way, if I catch any of you doing <laughs> erotic content, you know, like 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 one of us, you know, he like but basically kind of very much implying pointing the finger at her, basically, you his know, dick s- something like yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that. He was just like. If I catch anybody, then you're going to get docked pay. I forgot what the exact whatever. story is. Or you can't work for you us anymore. You can't work for us anymore. He named me. He said, if I catch you doing custom for someone like Zebra Kids World or for Lady Victoria or like wow. he named a few other countries. Yeah. And, and I think they told him to fuck off. And they would have to. Because yeah. here's the thing. We pay for their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. You know, they come in and work for us and do the customs. They're actually making money. Like you said, they yeah. walk out with a real check. These girls are out there busting their asses every week. You know, I... I I know too many of them, and, and and this is their life, and I respect that. I yeah. respect that they're making a go of it. But unless you get to like the higher levels, there's nothing for you there. And your exclusivity and then, contracts, there's no exclusivity yep. contract. Nope. So if you're dealing with somebody who's telling you you're not allowed to do this and this and that, I always tell them, I'm like, well, you got to turn around to that producer and go like, are you paying for my fucking bills? Thank you. Are, are you, you pay- supporting me? Because if you're not supporting me, you can't say that. Are you paying for my kids' lunch? Because I, I, that'd be yep. great. You yep. know, that'd be but, awesome. So you have the right to tell me what I can and cannot can't do. do. Because your dick twitched. Thank you. And uh, once no. again, that's getting embroidered in a pillow. <laughs> well, that's what I just think of. Well, it's even like, um, you know, the school dress codes, yeah. you know? Um, I have a niece who's a little busty, okay? And um, she was perfectly covered, completely covered in clothes, and they sent her home for, for violation of dress code. Because she was busty. Because somebody's dick twitched. Uh. Come on. You know? Like, this is the same outfit she wore for National Honor Society. There was nothing wrong with it. That could be, you could totally, that could be a rallying cry for like <laughs> 90% of the, the, the problems <laughs> women are having in this country uh-huh. professionally is because someone's dick twitched. I'm sorry your dick twitched. I didn't mean to do that. No. It's not my fault. It's yeah. yours. She needs to, <laughs> that woman needs to cover her nostrils when she walks <laughs> into this office. <laughs> They're flaring. <laughs> They're flaring. <laughs> 
<laughs> I told her that I was going to pair less than the man, and her nostrils started flaring, and my dick twitched. <laughs> it's over. It's over. It's over. She's, She's fired. Yep. Put yeah. her in the basement. Uh, and make her yes. nose. And just do that put a lot of hidden cameras around the nose area. And tell her something that's going to anger her so I can see the flare. Close for sale store, 3399576. By the way. Um, so. Let's go back. Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, but you're absolutely right. The dick twitching. Um, that, that is that is a huge thing that, 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 that makes me fucking livid when you get these guys who will talk down to other yeah. pro workers. Uh, my friend Jordan Grace and I, like, so we talk about this a lot. A couple of other Jordan, pros. Jordan, she's such a beautiful, she's wonderful girl. fucking gal. amazing. Yeah. And she, that, that girl bumps and flies and takes hits and, and works and, and, and travels so hard. Yeah. So hard, and her uh, her boyfriend uh, John is a fucking amazing wrestler too. They're just two amazing workers, and so when you get people who are like fifty feet lower on the rung, yelling up, going like, "What you doing is wrong." <laughs> well, okay. So the, the other part of this for me is that what's usually revered in wrestling, especially pro wrestling, is someone who they call a shooter. Mm-hmm. I'm a shooter. For the for the. Okay, so a shooter is someone who can actually wrestle. Yes. Someone who could actually kick your fucking ass. All right, we, uh, they're also called, um, they're not corporals, but they're the, the people, ring generals. Mm-hmm. Um, they would be, Dan Severin is someone who is Can not actually just, beat the shit out yes. of you. Yes, Dan, and that's who I was trained by. That's, mm-hmm. that's my mentor, okay? We're good buddies. I'm his favorite, he told me. <laughs> I keep thinking of like Tonga. <laughs> <laughs> Because that guy would like eat your house. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dan could probably do that. Yep. But so um, I get a lot of respect from a lot of the older pro wrestlers, a lot of the older ladies and stuff, because I have a shooting background. Mm-hmm. But I'll, honestly, I can go. I could go to most pro wrestling shows on a Saturday night and beat the shit out of most of the guys there. You know, and that's that's honest. That's mm. just fucking honest. There's a bunch of guys out there that you know they want to play around, but they don't know how to, how to actually fight. Yeah. So I, I get respect on that level because I am actually a shooter. But, so that's nice. But to answer, way. it's very true. Uh, and, and I mean, I've seen you work. We One of the things that we did a long time ago was the Women's Wrestling Convention back in 2000. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was the first time we actually worked together. Yes. Because we did the East versus West. East versus West. Or, which yeah. is still selling. Yeah, is it really? It's you and like Fantasy, wasn't it? Devin. Or, or Devin. It was, it was you and Devin. Because I remember just picking random girls like Hollywood versus uh, Jewel yeah. versus Fantasy. Yeah, we got was, this one conference room. Let's get in there. Dude, they loved it. They loved it because they were like, we never thought this would happen. Yeah, you know? and well, you know what? And that convention was great. It really was. I, I wish, wish you would do come it back. again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it made enough to really make a good. Well, uh, and then he had to get the insurance. Yeah, the insurance. Now, 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 I have the insurance. I could cover it. I remember when they had like I think we were having the the big like ballroom like dinner that night, and yeah. they were about to just cancel it. I know, and he was like, "We need money for insurance." And he he went like, up uh, on stage and was uh, like, "Ladies and gentlemen, I know you're enjoying your veal, but but uh, uh, Jack Pin says we need to give him money. <laughs> actually, if you if you could just spit out the veal." <laughs> Please. Whatever you still have in your mouth, <laughs> but um, but going back to to I think the question at hand, which is, uh, do I find more sales in in pro wrestlers versus uh, yeah. locals? Ah, see, I remember. And not locals, fetish. Uh, or fetish. No, not even fetish. fetish. Models. And, and those are in the, yeah. actually I have three categories because yeah. I have yeah yeah Tell pros. Me you, yep. I have my local girls. Okay. Who are not fetish models? They they're, just they're look, recruits. Local, but recruits. they'll do fetishy stuff yeah. because they're just like oof, sure. fun, whatever. And then we have actual traveling fetish models. Okay. But there's also local fetish models like Addie Juniper, or she doesn't go by Addie anymore. She goes by Ray Fett. Oh, um, that's she, why I haven't seen her. No yes, she changed her name. Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, 
oh god, uh, just tons of girls that are that are local. But um, what's interesting is the combination of the the three. I think seems to really titillate the fans because a lot of fans will be like, oh my god, it's um, it's someone like Rain, you know, um, or, or the lovely Lacey, who I, I you know, who I, who's awesome too. Both teaming up against Devin and yes. and Anne Marie, and they're you know it's like these two pros versus these two. Well, you started girls with your local girls, yeah. and they were like your basic girls next door doing this stuff. And there's something really different about that. That's, really, that was, our, that was our first hook. Yes, our first big hook. Thanks, Gary Pranzer, for that word. Uh, <laughs> was because Gary's all about the hooks. It's like you know we got this hook, this hook, you know, which means those are like the the sub fetishes. Bring them in, okay. But. We had the one thing that we had that no one else had was these local girls that were willing yep. to do crazy over the top reactions and drops and sells. And you've always been good at getting angles too. Yes. I always I remember a picture set actually had Carrie Spectrum in it, mm -hmm. but um, it had everything from like the count, like she's the one, two, you know, and it's showing mm -hmm. each picture of this. And it was one of the best picture sets I'd ever seen of oh, a wow. wrestling Thank match. Thank you. But that's your work. Thank that's you. what I'm saying. And, and many times. I've been impressed. No, I appreciate that. Uh, we, Intitulated. Yes, yes. And one of the things, I, and that's the thing, I really like to make it about the, and I mean, obviously, I, I know that these these are sexy creatures. Sure. Um, I'm not going to back hey, away. People are sexy creatures. <laughs> no, it's, it's in our biology. Yes. It's in our actual genetics that we want to procreate. We are sexual Oh, no, I know. Beings. Exactly. But I'm saying so, the, the people in front of my camera, camera are very yeah. sexy. So, like, there's certain shots where I'm like, there's a leg. There's there's, <laughs> there's the, the inside of, like, the, the facial structure. You see the lips. You know, you can see um, if someone's getting dropped, like, where they land. And, you know, just different reactions. And for, like, the knockout guys, too, they want to see certain facial reactions and whatnot. Yeah. And the lighting. And everything's got to be just kind of right. And so that's kind of what I've been working on. But, but really, like... I don't want to get to another tangent, but that's, I think, what really sells the most for us is when you see, oh, here's a fetish model uh, who is suddenly doing pro moves. Yeah. And because I did the training and, and a lot of the girls had done the training under me and other, other people, suddenly I can teach this fetish model who has never done a fucking Boston Crab in her life how to do a perfect one. <laughs> you know, within like a minute. Yeah. Like, hook here, hook here, bend your back this way so oh, you don't shoot. fall forward. I mean, I trained as a mm -hmm. wrestler for a year I, I've, and I kept going back and I'm still training, you know, because mm -hmm. there's always more to learn. But I learned more working for Lady Victoria. Oh, yeah. Christy Ritchie. I mean, that girl, like, whatever was in the script, whatever we needed to oh, do, you know, she would come in, and she was trained by Leilani Kai, mm -hmm. you know, like, and who was trained by uh, Judy Grable, yep. who was trained, you know, Mula, and, you know, that, that stable, that's who they were a part of, so I got to be a part of that heritage just working with Christy and her decimating these scripts for us and, and showing us how to do certain things, yeah. you know, so I actually learned more doing customs than I did anywhere else, really. And that's something that I think a lot of the workers that point to us and call us um, <laughs> don't understand because it, um, and there's a lot of companies that try to do it I mean, there's a company out there right now that I mean I, I feel like if they started working with girls that no I can't even say that because it's like it it's some of these producers they fear the work they fear the fact that you might have to put a little extra work into something and to me I look forward to that challenge yeah, yeah. Jacqueline is one of those she's like she'll get scripts that are like 30 pages long and I'll be like honey what the fuck and then I'll flip through them and she'll be like, no, but look at this scene. This yep. looks so cool. If we can make this come to life. Yeah, okay. You know, whereas you some producers... You gotta break it down. You do. Yeah, and she'll like do the, the highlighting yeah. and she'll write down the notes. But there's other times where other companies, you can tell they'll get like a script and be like, 
eh, so we're just gonna do this, 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 and that. Or, matter of fact, let me just hand this to the girls. You guys read it, and then when I come back, I'm just gonna hit action. Yeah. Uh, and I've heard stories like th- this is not just me, yeah. you know, making this shit up. There's like women who come to my cycle and like, yeah, this guy gave me a script. It had like 30 moves that I didn't even know how to do, and then he's just like, all right, when I come back, uh, just go through that, look at the photos, and and we'll just start. Yeah. And so the girls look at each other, never worked with each other before. What am I supposed to fucking do? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, what are we doing here? I don't know. But anyway, so going back. It's when you have girls that are out of their element doing things that these fans of them of theirs never thought they would see them do. Like seeing someone like Annabelle Pink, who's a beautiful fetish model, yeah. taking a body slam. Hmm. You know, they're like, oh my, God, oh my gosh, I've never thought I would see like, you know, or when you see someone like Sybil Starr who's done pro wrestling, but you're doing the puffy coats or something like, it's that Sybil Starr doing puffy coats or, you know. <laughs> well, you know, and just the last couple of years, I've been flaring. doing uh, more pro wrestling. Uh, mostly I had some local promoters that I, I've worked with in the past wanting me to get into matches. And, uh, okay, it'll give me a good excuse to buy more leotards. So, <laughs> so, we're getting into that. Like. Um, so, you know, I, I, I started doing more live matches again. Um, so all of a sudden I'm getting fans who don't know my whole story, mm. who don't know everything I do. And next thing I know, they're they're messaging me and they're oh what about this or what about that and I'll be like you have no clue who you're talking to <laughs> but then they find out about the sexy side of wrestling through me which is not not the re- you know well, like they're gonna the, find about it eventually, eventually yeah. right but they're you know they come to me and they're like when are you coming back to Fort Wayne Indiana well I'm not scheduled and he has to pay a lot to bring me there so he's not going to when he has local girls that were worked for $20 yeah you know so it's I'm not coming back. Oh, will you send me a picture of yourself? You know, me and my girlfriend think you're really sexy. We'd really like to hook up. I don't fucking care. You know, like, (laughs) I don't know you people, and I don't want to actually know you people. Um, Me and my girlfriend. But it's interesting because then they get into this whole underground kind of world that we live in. You know, this, it's not, this isn't what you find just walking around in the world. You've got to kind of look for this. And that's one of the reasons this podcast kind of exists, yeah. is to give people a peek. Yeah. Uh, but continue. So Of our reality. Yeah. Uh, because this is the world we live in. Um, and it's an awesome world. I'm sorry, but I love... This is my dream. This is... I'm living my dream every day by being a female wrestler. So one of the things that I go through on a weekly and monthly basis, um, and it's something that some of my fans know uh, about, but, you know, I have problems with anxiety from time to time mm-hmm. stress you know because you know you own your own you own your own business and you kind of it's feast or famine baby yeah yep. but at the same time there is fucking nothing in the world i'd rather be doing thank you um because i set my own schedule i have my own hours I have my freedom i have a beautiful wife i have a beautiful yep. life I, I get to work with my friends yep i get to travel I, see the world yeah travel yep. see the world and, and your, yeah and the only people I, like you own your life. Yeah, I've never, and I don't have anybody out there who who really like dislikes us. So it's like I think maybe one or two people, but they're they're there ter- they're terrible people. Yeah. Okay, that would be why. Then. So it's it's kind of like if oh, someone I know people don't like me. I'm if you're there. walking past a piece of shit and it says, "Hey man, you suck," and I'll just be like, "Oh well, you're a piece of shit." <laughs> I'm sorry, and I'll just walk past it. Should and we name names? Yeah. No, I'm not gonna name names because <laughs> I've got a couple on the top. But it's just like it's just like when you go like. Oh man, I, I don't even need to be looking towards that voice. You know, it's I I don't have to because it just smells like shit down yep. there. Yep. And the only things that talk to each other down there is shit. Other pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah. It's just because that's yeah. where they live down in the shit. Hole. Exactly. And yeah. so so we we have commanded respect and and yeah. and honor to a degree. Yeah. Um, and the 
the respect of many workers too and a lot yeah. of models and I've never I, had... I enjoy seeing so many girls that just come through the area working for you yeah you know what I mean well, like, how so? from like... pro like a lot of the pro girls okay they, when they're coming through this area they know to, to try to work for you yeah and that's cool too I get a lot of phone calls where it's just like I'm coming through and I've got actually there's a girl named uh, I forgot her name I feel so bad but she worked for like TNA or Spike TV she was, and she was big and she was like I want to come work for you and I'm like and, you know, <laughs> yeah. and she's beautiful Latina girl it's like Gabby something or other I forgot her name is uh, but she's uh, but she got a hold of you right yeah she got a hold of us and See? so and that says something about who you are and who, what your company is doing it's really nice to, to get yeah. that too like I haven't had to reach out to a model in yes. ages yes. yeah and so it was it, it's nice to hear but like in so uh, going back so because uh, once again, we are tangent people here at SKW. <laughs> so uh, one of the things that we do talk about a lot here at the podcast, one of the things I think a lot of our fans like is the idea of fetish um, as being, you know, something that everybody uh, has eyes on. Because a lot of people out there feel no, like they're alone no, in the world. No, you know, they, they feel like it's... Okay, first of all, to develop a fetish, you mm-hmm. have to have over an average IQ. Okay? Dumb people don't get fetishes they don't it's only for smart people okay so I enjoy that I enjoy knowing that most of the people I'm talking to are of a higher intellect above average and, you know. mm-hmm. and just above average that's it but um, I enjoy that a lot about what we do is that you get people who um, have that fantastical mind that gloms on these things and makes them even bigger yeah. makes them more fantastic more mm-hmm. sexy whatever um, I enjoy that about what we do quite a bit. I agree. Um, now, as our businesses have gotten more mainstream, which they have, I have gotten more and more fans that are not fetish guys. Mm-hmm. They're just guys who like wrestling, like the scene, want to be part of the scene, whatever. And so all of a sudden, these new people have come into my life, and it's really odd. It's really odd because I'm used to my guys that we talk, like you said, um, you want to know other people are out there, you yeah. know? I've always been a part of that, you yeah. know, like they can talk to us because we're a part of that and we, we understand it. We're part of the scene. Now I'm getting these guys that just want to be part of the scene to be part of the scene. <laughs> I've had I've had a couple of people friend me on Facebook, not not my personal one, but the SKW one where mm-hmm. they're just like, I'm not even a wrestling fan. I just, you know, yeah. I just, I, I like the way you interact with so-and-so and I like, you know, I just want to be your friend and I'm just like, cool, and I'll talk to them. And they're just... You know, high, you know, yep. very intelligent professionals, and okay. yeah, you know, they're yeah, really, that. really cool people. Um, I get a whole variety of people at this point. Now, the, the thing, but I do want to go back to. I mean, I've said that I think a thousand. Times. I need to go oh, back. What are we doing? Like what Doc, we, I'm like Doc. We need to get back to. Sandy. I'm Doc Brown. No, you're Marty McFly. No, okay. You gotta go back. <gasps> you gotta. It's your children. <laughs> it's your children, Sybil. <laughs> Something's gotta be done about your kids. <laughs> They're just wrestling everybody. Like so, professor. <laughs> now you got to do his voice. He's like, oh, Doc. <laughs> Doc, we got to get there by, what is it, midnight or whatever. Oh, that sounds, that sounds more like Rick and Morty. It's like, oh, jeez, Doc. <laughs> totally does. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, but no, we, uh, but speaking about fetish, so one of the things that really like uh, intrigues our listeners is, because I see fetish as um, something that has to be there has to be there for you to have a complete 
sexual experience. I think that's actually the definition. It's like it right. has to be there. So the word fetish has been thrown around a lot. I know, and that's I think where people confuse things. Exactly. But here's the thing: a lot of uh, and I hate to say the word male and female, but I'm going to. So don't yell no, at me, guys. I, I don't but, know. I mean, We're different. It helps me kind of. So the male perspective on fetish is very um, interesting because, like you said earlier, very visual, mm-hmm. very Absolutely. sound. Lots of yeah. sounds, lots of visuals, lots of trigger words, lots of trigger images. Yeah. Um, the female perspective, or like a lot of the, the women I've spoken to on this show, um, it's very, it's more abstract. Um, and, and, but it's not ethereal. always the same. I like ethereal. Yeah, yeah. Because, okay, why don't they write romance novels for men? Because men are visual. Mm-hmm. Okay, women want to read it. They want to get it up in their heads. We, should, we though. think differently. I want to read a romance novel for, <laughs> for men. What's a romance novel for men? It's called She Left for the Weekend. <laughs> And it's just like she bent over in shiny tights, and then she and then she left, and I, I three hundred pages of me watching TV while drinking beer. It was awesome. And then she came back on Sunday, and we had sex. The end. It was the best weekend. Hung out with my friends, fist bumped a but lot. But like that's women yeah. think differently than men do. That's just well, how I just, we are. I just went to. To FanimalCon or Fanimal Fest. Yes, yes. By the way, Fanimal guys, if you if you're hearing this, I hope you are because you you guys are awesome. Uh, that that really gave me a huge insight into how the the women get into more of like you said the ethereal. Because Hannibal the show, I know this is a huge term, but if you guys don't know what Hannibal is, Hannibal is a TV show based on the Hannibal Electric character from from uh, Sounds of the Lambs, and it is a very emotionally like just. It's so many layers. Psychologically, right? It gets in your psychologically, head. emotionally. Also, there's a lot of uh, interaction between the main, two main characters who are male um, that people can read into it in a very romantic way. <laughs> Even though some people will look at it and go like, oh, I don't know. <clears throat> kind of like all that fan fiction for Supernatural. Oh, it's very much <laughs> like that. There's a lot of Tumblr explosions. And they're brothers. Yes. Stop it, people. Stop it! <laughs> or go on. Or whatever. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so when I went to the Fanable Fest, it was me and like, I think four or five other uh, men and then and that was it? about 200 women really and it was amazing just so beautiful to see how like deeply they get into the subtext and the idea of wow. this happening and reading fanfic live you know <laughs> oh was, my gosh yeah 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 and I'm just sitting there going like this is this is the side that I, I don't wow. get to see yeah. so in your experience what have you come up with yeah I, I have a feeling here's my prediction you, like, I, for for the fetishes that you have I have oh. a feeling that you or a little bit of both. I think you like concrete things that you can touch and feel, but also ideas and the ethereal, as you mentioned. Because we did talk about spandex. We t- talked well, sure. about. Sure. Well, uh, I'm a sensationalist, though. Mm-hmm. So I like sensation. So I like the smooth. I like the soft. I like the shiny. I mm-hmm. like the puffy. I like you know. So of course, I like I like to feel that stuff. Yes. Um, sure. Do I have to have it though? No. So it's not a fetish. Is there any woman that has to have? No, I mean, there's some one, girls who like to get choked a yet? little bit. A little you know? bit, but do they have to have? I had I knew one girl that that oh god, please don't be listening. <laughs> but I knew one girl that liked she liked to be she liked she liked to be silenced during sex, which okay. was hand over mouth. Hand over mouth. Uh, so she, she okay. and that it had to be there. Okay, it had to. So that was her fetish. Okay, yeah. so it was definitely. It yeah. wasn't like I have a fetish for she was no, because that was a fucking fetish. So, but I know. Someone like Tracy Jordan, for example, who's a model I, I love to death, but she me also too. told me, she was just like, I asked her, like, what, what's one of the things that you, you didn't know you were into until you did this stuff? Which is the question yeah. I'm going to ask you next. Next, And she said, 
spandex and she's like shiny lycra mm, she's like so you know shiny so tights mm. going over the you know and then over putting your the body over it. Yeah. yes there's something about it and really so is. i'm going to ask you that what what are some things that you got into that you didn't know you were into until you started doing this particular work hmm. because when you were younger you said you were into WWE or WWF but sure. I think that was more like hey Hulk Hogan well, when I was really young and this yeah. is very personal kind of stuff here but I remember the first time I ever touched myself mm. was watching Wonder Woman and you can talk about whatever you want but it was watching Wonder Woman wait say that sentence again. <laughs> you want me to go back to yeah, that yeah 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 the first time I ever touched myself mm-hmm. I was watching Wonder Woman and I was a very small child I'm talking around 5 or 6 years old I think you're one of like 18 million people I'm sure <laughs> that was a great show and it, was, it wasn't I mean yes and no for the fetish part of it but I, I didn't know one may thing for another. It, may I ask what the scene was? Oh, well, hello, Nazis on the beach tying up the gals and the, you know, like the whole deal. like The chloroform uh, scene? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There was just something about all of that that mm. just really, really got me going. Even as a child, and I couldn't understand it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so Wonder Woman has always been kind of a big deal. Like the reason I fell in love with Leo LeBeau. The first time I ever saw a picture of her. I hate that woman. <laughs> Shut up. You do that. That's my <laughs> wife. Don't put down my wife. Um, she was wearing a Wonder Woman outfit and she was head scissoring, uh, reverse head scissoring a guy while he was like holding her up. Ooh. So she was up in the air. It was the cover of her Yahoo group. I don't know if you remember this. Anyway, it was like right after she left the finishing school and that was her Yahoo group. And uh, I just saw that picture and I was like, I have to know this woman. <laughs> <laughs> So it's given me a fetish for tall brunettes, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Leah is, uh, yeah, she's coming. She's she'll be here next week. Nice. <laughs> I don't really hate her. I put we'll, up. We'll I, find out when he does the shoots. I put up with her as much as I can. Um, no, but um, so that's another thing that you have uh, that that a lot of um, women that I've spoken to don't have. You have a, a burgeoning moment when you're young. You saw something visual mm-hmm. that turned you on, mm-hmm. or at least whether you, I understood it whether or you understood not until it or not. years later. And I think that was the big thing about getting into a lot of this for me was getting to explore my own sexuality mm-hmm. in a place that was safe. Yes, because before that I was always bisexual. I've been bisexual my whole life, but that's really awkward in elementary school. That's really awkward in junior high. That's really awkward in high school. Nowadays, not so much. No, thank not God. now. Thank God. Right but back then, yes. Yeah. yes. College is okay though. College is you can do whatever the <laughs> fuck you want in college. <laughs> Just, yeah, you can crab walk in a Wonder Woman costume. You'll be fine. Ow! Mm. But, uh, but that, that scene that you're talking about, a lot of... I mean, I'm, shit. We were just talking about it earlier. That's... But that's not the only scene out there. We're talking about Swamp Thing. We're talking about... There's so many movies that we grew up with that... With, so quicksand. People talk about quicksand, yeah. right? There's a fetish for you. Yeah. There's like memes out there now. I thought quicksand was going to be a much bigger deal when I got older, right? Because there was so many... John Mulaney. <laughs> He's like, so- you, 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 John Mulaney talked about that. He's like, I, I honestly thought that, you know, like, hey, you're, you come over to our house, but just be careful. There's a, a pretty heavy quicksand. Yeah, quicksand was not as big of a deal. But uh, but to me, like, I but that's a fetish. Quicksand is a fetish, I'm sure. Like, right now, you what can't, you can, no, 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 but I'm saying you exactly. can't surprise me no. with shit. <laughs> no, we really you can't. cannot anymore. No. I mean, five years ago, maybe. Yep. And no. uh, But the other thing that's happened is I've grown as a person yeah. where I don't look down on well obviously I don't look down on anything that I don't that, judge I don't I judge people, I don't, I don't judge, judge. Uh, I, I will not I I may choose not to be present for some of these sure. fetishes like I don't sure. want to see you 
shit on the floor. Nope. Or eat shit from somebody yeah, else. Yeah. Fucking just have at it, dude. But if that's your if thing, if it's two consenting adults, have a good on. time. And no one's getting hurt. Yep. Unless they're okay with that. Unless they safe. want that, and they're and safe. And it's a safe, yeah. So that was like six years ago. I would have been more like, eh. But now, you know, now I'm just like, fucking do what you want, man. We, we, Come we on, have, life is short. Life Be is happy. Very, very. If short. that's your thing, go do your thing. Exactly. And if you happen to find somebody who does it, oh with my you, god, Woo! welcome to the you world. Won. Yes, yes, the lottery. Collect <laughs> your two hundred dollars. You won life. But so let's go back. <laughs> let's go back. That should be the name let's of the podcast. Back. I think let's I'm go gonna back. Let's go back. Come on, Morty. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, Rick. <laughs> Show me. Oh, jeez. Um. So, so visual. Mm-hmm. We covered that. So okay. So Wonder Woman. When I was really young. I got to explore my sexuality more through all of this. Um. And and bondage. I really enjoy bondage. Nice. Um, That's a common one I've seen. I think so. Um, but I found through wrestling that I enjoy um, domination and submission. Yes. So you're a switch. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You and me both. Boom. Because we like options. Yes. Because <laughs> all some, the options. Maybe one day you're tired. Yeah. One day I don't want to have to dominate you. <laughs> I am picking up shit. <laughs> I ain't lifting a goddamn thing. I'm just going to lay here and you can just sit on places. Just take it. <laughs> um, I, I did. The, I was the same way. For a long time, I thought I was dominant because I, I was being asked to do so many videos. And I'm where, at, I am naturally more dominant. I'll, yeah. I'll say that. I think, and I am too. Yep. And I, especially if I'm doing mixed matches. I mean, because I got I, that's something that I got sparked when being asked to do. Because we did, the reason we started doing mixed matches where the male would win was because we wanted to provide an alternative. Yes. There was I, none of that out there. Yeah. There now was, it's getting better. I had but, no problem yeah. with, with losing to uh, to a woman because I was yeah. just like, you know, put me in scissors, knock me out, whatever, and I'll just have them and film it. Yeah. Uh, but then I was like, well, let's try something different. Let's just do something where I do these things to you. Yeah. And the girl that was working with at the time, she was all for it. She was like, fuck yeah, dude, you do those things. Like belly punching, scissors, sleepers, splashes, like slams. And Let's do it. we started putting those up, and I'm like, these aren't going to sell because this is like taboo. Yeah. And then she goes like, that's why it is going to sell. Exactly. Because it's taboo. Exactly. And so we started putting those up, and next thing I know, I'm looking at my, my readouts, and I'm like, holy fucking shit! Like mm-hmm. people are doing, and we were, and we were stupid, not stupid, but we were, we were doing long videos. Our videos mm-hmm. were like 60 minutes long. What? Yeah, because we would lose ourselves in the time. Oh wow! So you're just going for it, and we were just going such for it. a good back time. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and in the end, I would win. Okay. Uh, so it'd be like sixty minutes, and at the end, it would just be devastation. And so guys are buying these videos for like, you know, I didn't know how much they were supposed to sell them for. I'm selling like fourteen bucks on Yahoo. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! And so finally, someone like I look at DT, yeah. and oh DT is selling like forty minutes for like seventy or uh-huh. something like that. I don't quote me on that. I love DT; they're great people. They are, but cool. but I just I, I was like, God, what am I? What, what am, am I doing? doing? Uh, and so I started selling for more, and it started selling the same. Yep. Um, but that's. In my brain, I thought, I think I'm a dom. But then as time went by and I started working with girls who were more dominant, I was like, okay, I think I can be more of a yeah. switch. You know, yeah. I can do both. It depends on, you can, and I do like the idea of the back and forth. Yep. And I think that's part of the wrestling. That's too, yeah. Because if you wanted to match, I mean, if you're a kid and you're in, in, in an arena and you're seeing The Undertaker destroy like a 100-pound guy, you're like, of course he's going to lose. Yeah. But if you are watching fucking Undertaker versus uh, Ultimate Warrior, you're going to want to see that back, back and, and forth, forth drama yeah. where you don't know who wins until that last pin. Yeah. That's kind of awesome. And I like the struggle. I like... Uh, 
There's something about that, either with the pin and they're struggling to get up, or you got somebody in a hole and they're struggling to, to hang on. Mm-hmm. Either way, either I'm the one struggling or they are. I, there's just something about those moments of being somewhat helpless. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just something about that. It's just where you're not giving up control, it's being taken from you. Yes. Um, and there is that breaking point. Yes. And when you reach that breaking point and you can enter... I guess the wrestling version of like subspace. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I'm giving my, you know, my control you to you. You know when they get there. Mm-hmm. You know, you can feel it. It's like it's over. I watch um, high I school wrestling because we coach yeah. a lot of uh, wrestling. Mm-hmm. And so I watch a lot of high school wrestling. And you can always tell with the two kids on the mat when one of them gives up. You can always tell. Yeah. It's just they're just like, nope, no more. You can see it. You can see it in their face. Yep. Yeah. They're done. They've submitted already. They're just waiting for the rep to call it. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I don't watch a lot of collegiate wrestling, but that's, I mean, if you're grappling, I'm assuming there's a case where you're just like, fuck, fuck. okay, this is it. I'm, I'm tired yeah. or I'm outmatched or I'm whatever, and I just want this over with. You so know? the idea of incorporating role play into that, I think, is what makes it so much yes. fun. And sexy. I think and it makes sexy. it very sexy. Very sexy. Because you don't, you're not really going for no. the gold. You're not really yeah. straining your ass You're going off. for something else. Yes. Yeah. You're waiting for a different kind of release. You're not going to be actually uh you know completely exhausted at the end of it no. it's all about the you know when someone like you know, if you could, if someone hits you with the move or something yeah. it's all about the selling it's all about the it's telling the story staying in character yes. and stuff like that and to me that's why i think pro wrestling role play is fun because if you have somebody who's equally minded and they can stay in character with you, with you it's you can go on forever because <laughs> yes, it could just go back and forth back and forth back and forth and as long as you know no one's just suddenly giggling in the middle <laughs> of the match <laughs> and you're having a good time and um but uh but yeah so now we're getting more into the ethereal so the idea of being submissive or being dominant uh is there a thing where it's like depends on the day for you or is it just like at all times you're just kind of in between or does it matter is it more about who you're facing because i know there's some people that will go like well when i'm working with so-and-so i'm more submissive you know i remember and this is like personal information i've not told anybody um so here we go but i remember when i first got into the scene and i started exploring more of my sexuality through it and i did work in a couple dom houses i worked with a wrestler in the dom houses but i would still work in them and I remember wanting those girls to dominate me so much because mm-hmm. I wanted somebody to be able to take it from me. I'm such a dominant person. That I want it taken from me, which yeah. is awful. That's not, don't ever think I want that from you people. Um, <laughs> but really that's, you, you very know, lovely people <laughs> who we love. You're right. Dearly. But it's not like I'm looking for non-consensual things to happen. In my for life. some guy to okay. attack you on the this street. This is a fantasy. I heard that you like things <laughs> yes. being taken from yeah. you, yeah. like your wallet. <laughs> Or your car. <laughs> Is this turning you on? Are you turned on now? Like I just turned on your ignition? <laughs> and I'm driving away. Vroom, vroom. So I would ask these girls, you know, for like sessions or matches or whatever. And I'll tell you what I was told. And I believe this is true. Most, most all of those women are switches too. Yeah. I've never met. I haven't met one yet that was a straight down. I've dated a few girls like that. That uh, I mean, way back, who consider themselves or, or marketed themselves as doms. Sure, but sure. behind closed Most doors, of us do. be, behind closed doors, it's it's very much a switch, or in some cases, it's full submissive. Yeah, because it's just like yeah, because you understand yeah. what the submissive wants if yeah. you're a submissive, so it's pretty easy for you to take on the dom role. Yeah. so I get that, I get that. But um, then I started contacting male doms, 
And they were actually telling me the same thing where most all the women, actually most of the women I worked with at the time was, were actually trained by this male dom out of Chicago. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I didn't know. And then contacting him and finding this out. Um, yeah, it, it was, yeah. We never ended up hooking up or whatever, no. but it was one of those like... Did you ever do any sessions with the women you were talking to or... Did I? No, I think I got most of my stuff out in, um, again, being a model, if you're a fetish model, sure, tie me up. You yeah. know, like, you know, so you start taking the gigs where you know you're going to get what you want out of it. Did you ever produce your own material just because you thought it was sexy? Oh, of course. Like, what's, what's, what's your go-to? Like, what do you like to shoot the most? And it doesn't have to necessarily be something that you've thought of, but like other companies that bring up something. You're you like, know what I love? Obviously, bondage is one of those things that we were talking a, about. A lot of times, but you know, like I love damsels in distress. Oh, yeah. I, I, and that goes back to that whole Wonder Woman scene. Of and, course. You know, like it goes back to that. But I love damsels in distress. I love horrifying death scenes, like the big lawn drawn out. I love campy shit. Mm. I, like, these are the things I like to film. So you're okay with doing necro too? Uh, yeah, I would be okay with that. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Jackie! <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sybil likes Necro! <laughs> Honey! You want to kill her? <laughs> okay, so... Um, but um, I enjoy the fantasy side yes. of things. You know, like... Um, have you ever seen the movie uh, Nude Nuns with Big Guns? A long time ago. Okay, so they're sorting the cocaine and yeah, they all got to be me. But, like, I love... That kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love the campy B-movies. Like, oh, I've got a script for a zombie movie. Mm. I Did, mean... That was written by Scott Kenamore, who's yeah. a zombie. Yeah, I dated him for a while. He yeah. wrote me this script. And it's waiting. It's sitting there. It's waiting. And it has... It's broken down into six basic fight scenes. Nice. Yes. It's pretty awesome. That's cool. So that's... Like, at some point in my life, I have to fucking film this thing. I'll have to show you... Um... After we're done with this. With zombies and fighting and wrestling and... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So after we're done with this, I'm going to show you a movie we did called Mercy Killing 2, which I think you'll do. Yes. It's, uh, it's, we, See, I love that stuff. We, and that's my favorite stuff to shoot. Uh, because I'm, I, I pay so close attention to some of the detail, it's also the longest stuff. Oh, I'm sure. It takes the longest to shoot. So I, can't, I don't get a chance to do it as much. You right. Know? It's, a lot of the times it's like, okay, I'll do some choreography, but... I can't get into it. And as that's before. the thing with that script is I know that it's going to be more than just a straight shoot. We got to set that up. You got to bring the right people for it. You got to might be a one day full day shoot. Sure. You know. Or it might be a weekend. Yes, it might be a weekend. But then you need all those people there and the logistics. So mm -hmm. it's something that would. It's more than just what we do in an afternoon. And and so I'll have to show you some of the stuff that we've done. And like my dream is, I mean, I do want to do that. It's eventually is to just kind of like slow down a bit and then just start doing like really long, like fucking badass projects because like stuff that you know our interests are really in on top of what we do i think of it in terms of kill bill and stuff like that yes where it's like i want to do stories that people will watch even if they're not jacking it you know yeah. it just might be a thing yeah. where they're like i mean not to be brusque but like right. really just a guy sitting down going like all right and he like pulls out the lotion and he's suddenly like wait i'm actually interested in what happens to this well, to this person okay. I guess that's my other part is that i always feel like um I don't film it thinking about the guy. I film it and figure they're going to put it through their lens anyway. Yeah. It's one of those things. Um, I don't think of it either that way. And I think that's the 
there's there's I mean there's a few things where I but should, I understand what you mean by like I want to do something where I know it's not it's not about for that. that at all. So yeah. there's, there's so we we obviously we work like what 70, 80% customs. Yep. You know, and then sometimes if we can. Yeah. And so there are some things where a guys like, Can you please get this angle because it's sexy to me? Yeah. Or when her yeah. leg falls, I want to see the thigh. The stink face. I want to see I his face see, on her ass. Yeah, yeah, see, and I don't even do that. But like, <laughs> like I want to see the sole of the foot like land right in front of the camera, you know, stuff uh, like that. And so you can see that's a hard angle to get. Yeah. yeah. So it's like when she drops, it's like boing right there, and you can see the foot, but you can also see her like sitting up against the wall, stuff like that. So I'll go like, okay, I can do that. And we light it. In certain ways where you can see the, the ridges of the feet and the wrinkles because I know they, they want to see the whole like crunching and scrunching of the feet I'm not even a foot guy but I know that's what they want to say right. so I'll shoot it that way and then they'll just be like over the moon yeah but at the but same I think time in the industry we work in you find out what people like and for the people for our customers that get customs you want to make them happy yeah you know what I mean so if that's what they're into you want to do it right for them so you have to understand it at least a little bit so that you can do it for them you and know? you have to and, and there's things that I don't understand but I still try to go for it for it and they uh, say this is important I try to make it happen exactly yeah. and, the, and the thing that I always remind myself is that Quentin Tarantino once wrote a movie called From Dust Till Dawn yeah he sure did Quentin Tarantino is also a massive foot fetishist and he wrote a scene into the movie where Salma Hayek huh, <laughs> does a strip tease for him wearing a snake across her fucking shoulder mm-hmm. proceeds to take off her high heel uh, shoe she dips her bare foot into his mouth pours whiskey down her knee and he drinks it out of her bare foot this is true that's a man (laughs) who has incorporated his fetish into his scripts and I remember seeing that movie and I'm like he might have a foot fetish and then like I watched Kill Bill and like in Kill Bill there's a 10 minute scene of just uh, Uma Thurman's foot wriggling (laughs) and I'm just like mother fuck (laughs) (laughs) and so uh, cheers to you, uh, Quentin. But, Quentin um, because a bunch of people now have that fetish also. Yes. Because they watched that at a certain age and it did something at a certain time. And, well, that foot fetish. And I'm not a foot guy. Right? I really am not. But no. I was just like, I know what he's doing. He had another scene where, like, I think Kurt Russell was giving a girl a foot rub. And... See, and I, I, I like feet. I like pretty feet. I'm not going to lie. It's, mm. Is it my fetish? No. I don't have to have it, but I off, I like it a It's lot. nice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if I actually, if I had to choose between girls barefoot or, or oh, shit, is this going to cause a stir? Uh, Uh-oh. Sleeper kids. Um, Likes the bare feet. What? No, what? actually, you know what it is? When I was younger, I used to watch... Uh, one of my favorite wrestlers was like uh, Kevin Von Erich. Von Erichs? Von Erichs. And the thing I like about the Von Erichs is that they wrestled barefoot. Yeah. And it wasn't a fetishistic thing. It was just more like, holy shit, these guys are badass. I'm trying to think of what uh, Gail did. It. There was two gals that wrestled barefoot. There was a couple of girls that did it. Yep. I forgot what There was the Barefoot doing. Contessa, and I want to say that was one of the Grables, but I could yeah. be wrong. But there was something about the idea and of was someone... was it Medusa that came in? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and if you're a worker, you know that that's a very dangerous way to work. It so, can be, yeah. Yeah, it could break, you can break, you can shatter like you know, your heel yeah. landing the wrong way. Um, but to me, the idea of... I always liked the idea of the contrast. It was always like a girl in boots tights, knee pads, one-piece suit, fucking dolled up, right. versus this girl in a bikini and no, yep. no shoes. And, and no shoes, tights, nothing. Just and bikini. just maybe that girl can win. Yeah. And you're like, how the fuck? But this girl showed up in tights and boots, you know? And It's just gear. Yeah, it's like if you, like, you're watching like, um, like, a, oh, uh, like, like a really interesting court drama, <laughs> and then you had one woman who showed up like in the complete outfit with the tie, you know, and then some other girl shows up. Pajamas. With, a, with the pajamas holding <laughs> balloons. <laughs> And she's like, ladies and gentlemen of the court! And she just delivers this killer speech. And you're like, I was not expecting that girl with the balloons. 
to win this particular case. No. <laughs> anyway, let's go back. <laughs> um, to where? To where? So ethereal versus uh, visual. Okay. We've established that. Uh, and, and once again, anything you want to talk about, I'm open to. Uh, but you talked about the the visual versus the ethereal so you started getting to dominant domination submission is there sure. anything else that you picked up along the way through production that you got into or production um i would say sometimes when they bring the customs to you like you said you start decimating their their fetish or whatever you start kind of getting into it too yeah you know like we talked about the feet or whatever i like feet i never knew i kind of like feet until so the over the top like death stuff like the the, 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 the really i've like... always been into over the top so that was feet. when you were younger yeah, well, that's yeah. part of the theater, I think. Yeah. You know, like, who doesn't, and I don't want to say fetishize, but who doesn't dream of having this fantastic death scene? Oh, that's just cool. You know, like, seriously. Yeah. Like, that's fucking awesome. I mean, I want to live till I'm, like, 110. Absolutely. But I would love but to it, act out. But if at 110 <laughs> I die in a sword fight, that'd be Oh, cool. my lord. That'd be just awesome. Just defending some woman's honor at the Circle K. Is, but there's a lawyer in it. And I remember I watched it at the Croswell Opera House the one year. And, and it was one of my favorite actors at the t- time, Terry Hassan. And he got up on this chair to, uh, to give this whole speech. You know, he was a lawyer or whatever. And he has a heart attack. From on top of this chair, and he, he actually fell from the top of this fucking chair to the ground. Like, oh my god! Yes, and I was like, "Oh, that's so awesome!" <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. What a way to go! Yes, but you know, scenes like that. I wanted to, I wanted to do scenes like that. And you're you're really good at that that kind of over the top delivery. I love campy. I do too. One of my first shows out of college was The Bride of Brockenluck. Mm. Where I was the bride, <laughs> but um, I was also I was I played two roles: the Scottish bride who got ate by the Loch Ness monster, nice. and the American bride that was brought in to fish out who had fucked up the. Who the fuck and, is Brockenlock? <laughs> Brockenlock was the family name, and also the lock we lived on, obviously. Oh, Brockenlock was, <laughs> but it completely campy, completely okay. campiness over the top. At one point, like the sea creature's arm comes through the like kitchen window and grabs somebody, kind of you know, like yeah. I love that. Honey, you really stuff. need to kill Sybil. <laughs> Honey, you die of a heart attack. She's anyway, so um, <laughs> she's working. But uh, uh, Jacqueline says her love, guys. <laughs> uh, but, so, okay, so continue. So uh, as you were shooting. Well, I love the campy stuff. I love yes. that over-the-top stuff. I think that's why I really like what you do, too, mm-hmm. is because you you try to get that to get over-the-top so that it's really emphasized. Yeah. Enjoy that. It yeah. makes sense. And I feel that pro wrestling. Is, oh, that's another one. The thing about pro wrestling is pro is, wrestling is Shakespeare. Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, there's this great piece by uh, I can't just say I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, but there's a good piece of YouTube theater by by Max Landis. Uh, uh, it has to do with with I, I'm not a big fan of Max Landis, but he does this thing about how pro wrestling is when it's usually terrible, but when it's good, it's great right, yes and so I always aim for that I aim the for the good I want guy it to be good the bag. I want the catharsis yes I want you know like what theater is supposed to be yes so for me the reason I say pro wrestling Shakespeare is because Shakespeare always had something in there for the plebes for the guys down on the ground right he always had something for every the dog the yeah <laughs> pro wrestling does where's too. the dog yeah but pro wrestling did too mm-hmm. it, it really does I feel it, it goes for the entire audience. Yeah, Coco Beware had a bird, you know. <laughs> but anybody can walk in the door and be entertained with pro wrestling because it's good versus evil. That catharsis that you go through. There's My grandmother you know? used to watch it. With oh me. yeah. Well, that was when TV first came out. What mm-hmm. made TV happen? What made wrestling happen? It was the perfect marriage. Yeah. TV and wrestling. Yeah. That's that was the perfect marriage. 
One of the uh, first times I ever cried, cried, where my mom had to fucking like calm me down and tell me that wrestling was fake. Oh no! It was like when, oh no, no one ever told me. I found out in the nineties when they found that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, sorry guys, if I'm breaking that, yeah, you're am breaking I, hearts. Am I breaking hearts. that to you right now? But it was right. a match between King Kong Bundy and and and, uh, and Hulk Hogan. Oh, Chris is a great guy. And you know him. <laughs> Yeah, King Kong Bundy. God damn it! He tried to t- carry me off and take me home with him. He's like one of my also, favorites. anytime I ever go to New Jersey, I can buy him dinner. He told nice. me so. <laughs> I can't afford that. Oh, that's a <laughs> lot of dinner. If you go to New Jersey, I'll just meet you there and we'll just... Right? We'll, we'll just... co-plan dinners. <laughs> that guy's amazing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he hit Hogan with all these splashes and oh. like fucking... Um, I still do the corner splash yes. as a tribute to him. That's your trip so, to him because yeah, so, the corner so, splash is just a good. When Tiny hit you with those three big avalanche <laughs> splashes, that's my tribute to King Kong Bundy because awesome. he would always just fucking uh-huh. pile yeah. people up there. It'd be like six dudes, like, oh. and they'd all just fall over, and then that'd be it. But um, he uh, uh, he did a bunch of just splashes on top of Hogan, and all these ambulances showed up, and suddenly my, I'm fucking crying because like there's ambulances, so I'm thinking he's gonna die, and and my parents are like, my mom's it's like, it's it's, it's, okay. it's fake. And I'm like, no, those are real ambulances, <laughs> you know. And and I'm like thinking in my my kid's brain, why would someone bring in a real ambulance if it wasn't real? If it wasn't real. And my mom could not explain that to me. Try as she might, she's like, she no, no, have, they, she didn't they, have the vocab. They, she didn't have the, you know, they the, paid the drivers. You know, they're no. there. You know, there's some of them are actors. They're you know, they're my hired. mom was just like, it's just fucking fake. Go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, no. <laughs> And I made her get me, like, I think the newspaper the next day to make sure, sure. that the front headlines, you know, and we were under the, like, getting attacked by Gaddafi at the time, you know, <laughs> or there was a threat of, like, a, a bombing. And meanwhile, my mom's like, no, Hulk Hogan is dead is not going to be the no, no, headline. It's not going to happen. Headline. Um, do you remember Mr. Wonderful? Of course I do. Okay. He's, his pile driver was his finisher. He is wonderful. Yeah. He really is. Um, so I met him a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, he was being inducted to the Hall of Fame, and his son actually came up to give the induction speech. Best fucking speech I ever heard. Oh. But the big thing, okay, a couple things that just made me laugh. He would talk about like um, his little league baseball games, and there's his dad when he would make it. He would pull up the pickup truck, and he'd sit in the back and tan. Like, he'd, like, he'd strip down to his skibbies and tan. <laughs> you have to be ready for the show. Right? But of course, he came out of a bodybuilding background. Yeah. You know, so he was used to the physique and, you know. Um, so there is that. But your story talking about not knowing if someone died, right? Or, yeah. You know. Um, so the night that Mr. Wonderful turned heel, right, mm-hmm. the crowd rioted. They actually snuck him and his family out. Of a back door. Because they thought... Right. And the people figured it out. And they actually went out and they flipped his car over with his kid inside. The the son is the one who told the story about this night. He's like, a night I will never forget. But you talking about you as a kid taking that in and believing it. Yeah. 200 plus people rioted the night that Mr. Wonderful did a heel turn. You know? Like, that's what pro wrestling means to people. That's how it gets into you. We took a little bit of a break there, guys, because uh, we needed alcohol. <laughs> We're not I mean, water. Water. <clears throat> um, With delicious things in it. Yes. Uh, so we talked about, um, we were talking about the, uh, basically the onset of, of the fantasy that, that, yeah. that uh, pro wrestling brings and how that feeds into the stuff that we shoot. Um, obviously, it mixes in with the damsel in distress. It mixes in with 
the sure. uh, the visual yeah. and the ethereal so that we're talking me, about. So on the other side, because I do private matches, i.e. sessions, is that you actually, there's a lot of men in the world who obviously fetishized pro wrestling, yeah. especially female pro wrestlers in early age. Now, let's look at why. It's very simple. It's very simple. If you look back, they didn't have access to porn. There was no internet in the 80s, mm-hmm. right? So what they got was the wrestling magazine. And what was in the wrestling magazine? Girls in bathing suits, right? Yeah, so, bikini uh, apartment stuff. <clears throat> that, that too. Mm-hmm. But even before that, the, the one pieces, you know, that, that whole deal. So you don't have access to porn, but you've got, you're around that age, 10, 11, You can 12, go to the store. You can and get a wrestling magazine. Yeah. yeah. So next thing you know, you're all fetishizing on wrestlers and wrestling and yeah. Um, and that's very true. So, uh, in your case, because I've met many guys like that, of course, yeah. And and there's there's guys who stick with their girl too. Um, there's girls that have worked for. I didn't start realizing this. I mean, because you know, when I started getting into this, I, I was the first couple of companies I checked out were people like DT. Yeah, well, they've um, been around forever. Yeah, and I, I hung out with Mark once, and, and my friend Scotty. You know. Um, we all love Scott Day. Scott Day. He introduced me to him, and it was funny because I think Mark looked down, not looked down at me, but he looked down at me. He was a taller man, <laughs> and he was just like, "Like so, you're uh, you're gonna be my competition soon." Yeah. He's like, "There's no fucking way I'm gonna be your competition." Come on. But now it's like because we we just work on different different worlds, yep. you know. Like his stuff is just completely custom based and very much very sexual, yep. very topless. My stuff is none of that, so yeah. we we can we can coexist. Um, but um, and his you know a lot of his work has been fucking trend setting. Um, yeah. It's fantastic. So, but there's guys who just stuck by their girls. There was there was guys that I knew that that would keep ordering customs with with certain women, even though they even the women themselves were like, I don't, I kind of. I kind of want to stop doing this. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be yep. seen, you know, like if, once you get past a certain age, male or female, you know, you're kind of like, I don't want to be seen in front of a camera wearing this. Uh, do that. I have to wear a bikini? Yeah, seriously? yeah. And meanwhile, there's, on, there's your fan from back yep, in... They want me in a bikini. Yep. I go, STJ once again. Not you, but I'm talking about no. there's some girls from no, back no, in no. the I, I was like, holy shit. I went out uh, to LA a couple weeks ago and I was working out there and we had a custom out of STJs. Love you, bud. He pulls out these little bags and he's like, these are the bikinis. And they're basically like floss, fucking floss. <laughs> and I looked at him and said, gross, Ed, gross. I've got a bikini. It'll work fine. <laughs> Not wearing that. <laughs> it's like, here's a slingshot and some band-aids. And then he's giving me a hard time because I don't do topless. Mm. And he's like, everybody in LA does topless. And I'm like, obviously not everybody because here I am. <laughs> Yeah, I flew all the way out here because I, I don't do topless. Yeah, come on. And yet I get work every time I come out. Exactly. Stop it. Now, so let's move on to the next phase because you we talked about this. Yeah. Uh, and actually one of the things you said to me, one of the messages I thought was really cute. You were just like, I'm into this for the spandex and the fun. Yeah. So where did the spandex kick in for you? Because one of the things you're known for at this no, point. Uh, probably at my, uh, I'll tell you, I wear. I have a lot of fans who've literally gone, you've got to get her down and have her wear spandex and tights. Because you've made this whole person, not persona, so, but you've. I had, I grew up very poor. I had one pair. Do you remember spandex was big in the 80s? Mm-hmm. Of course, I graduated high school, 93. Okay. So I had one pair of purple spandex pants and I wore those fuckers until they had holes in them. I wore them as much as I possibly could. And I'm sure there's a fetish for spandex with holes in them. <laughs> there probably mm-hmm. is. But I kind of picked that up probably then, just the comfort and the, the 
soft and the feeling, yeah. you know, all of that. And then getting back into this, um, there's something I, I want to go back to that Wonder Woman. Yeah. The, with pro wrestling, I get to be like a superhero, damn it. You know, I get to put on my leotard and tights and, and get out there and fucking fight, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know me, like, I like my gauntlets. I love my, my leotard. I, it's very similar to what Wonder Woman would wear. If yeah. she were a pro wrestler, you know? That's why like, I gave you those, those it, kind of elbow pads. Yeah, you know, they were pretty yeah. sweet. Because I was just like, I think she'll get a kick out I did. <laughs> um, uh, is is getting laced up and ready for the match just, just part? Like, is nope, that... I don't even care about that. Okay. I, I want to order it. I want to design it. I want to get it. <laughs> and then get it and open it up. <laughs> oh, my and... God. And I got to put it on. And, Take yeah, And then I want to and... wrestle at least once <laughs> for a reason to have it <laughs> and get pictures. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. But I just... <sighs> so I had... Can I tell you about the most awful match of my life? Yeah. That was my next question. Heidi Katrina. No, I'm kidding. That actually wasn't my next question. So there's this, <laughs> there's this gal who will never listen to this podcast because she's far too good for it. Heidi... Heidi Katrina. Heidi Katrina. Heidi Katrina. She, um, CMLL, which is the longest um, continuously running pro wrestling organization in the world. Mm. They're out of Mexico. They've got like, I don't know, 50 fucking belts, right? But they only um, really wrestle and acknowledge about 18 of them. And this is one of the lesser belts they put on her. I don't know whose dick she was sucking at the time. Don't fucking care. <laughs> they sent her over to Japan, and then she's sucking some Japan guy's dick. So, because <laughs> there's no there's no way she got this on merit, people. <laughs> but you look her up. Look her up. She looks good, but that's about it. So, they sent her over to Japan to, to fucking, to, I don't know, defend this title or whatever, and she meets this guy, and he's like her benefactor now. Next thing I know, she's in Michigan for whatever fucking reason, and she's going to be here for a couple months. I'm stalking you. And, yeah, right. It's about me. Nothing's mm-hmm. about me. Come on. Please. She's far too important for me. Um, but somehow or another, even though I'm older and I don't plan on pursuing a career in professional wrestling any more than I have, yeah. we end up on the same card in the same fucking place, oh, sure. and we're going to wrestle each other. Because I was asked from the promoter to please come in to work with her. So I drove four hours uh, in a fucking snowstorm to make 70 bucks, right, to wrestle this girl. Uh, I was supposed to win. Originally, it was scripted in the memo that I was going to go over via armbar. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had a match worked out. We're going to be good. I get there. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, okay. So I get there, and this girl, she won't even talk to me. She won't even talk to me. Not only that. But she's like, I'm. I get dressed, and I'm and getting the photographers want pictures of me. She yeah. pushes me out of the way to get more pictures of her done, and she's flirting with so and so, and she's blah blah blah. And I'm like, this is my moment. This is the moment where I was like, I don't fucking care. I'm in it for the spandex. <laughs> I have no ego about this. So. I get there and I find out she tells them that she's under contract with this belt, so mm-hmm. she can't lose it. She can't lose tonight. Okay, so now, now I'm not winning. She's gonna win, which doesn't do her or me really any good, to be honest. Because I'm the hometown girl and I'm the hero, and she's the out of town girl who's coming in. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't do the promotion nobody any good. But that Japanese guy is gonna be there that night. And I don't know what he told her. I don't know if he told her to fucking stiff me. I don't know what the fuck he told her. But we start. She finally comes over and we start planning this match. So bitch. And I just remember at one point she's like, "Okay, then I'm gonna put some heat on you. And what's your hope spot?" And I go, "Well, what's your heat?" 
because mm. I can't put the hope spot together without knowing what your heat is, you know? And she's like, I don't have to tell you, it's my heat. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, what have I gotten myself you into? Kind of do. And that was just one of many little moments. She had me put her championship belt around her waist for her before she went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm supposed to be working baby. She's supposed to be working heel. I go out first, baby, baby, baby. She comes out next, baby. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? So we get the one part. She's supposed to throw me out of the ring to do some cheap heat, you know, for her heat. Okay, that's what it's supposed to be. But even then, okay, so we do the headlock. She's fucking really putting the shit on me. Am I assuming she just really, like, she also didn't know how to wrestle for shit? Just... She kept me safe when she dropped a leg on me, so that's good. Right, I mean, good. she was at least, like, turned my head so I don't break my nose kind of mm. deal, you know? Stuff like that. So that was okay, but it was definitely all fucking stiff. Mm. Um, I don't know if her guy told her she needed to look strong that night or whatever, but I was to the point where I just fucking stopped. You know what? And I'm so regretful for it because for years as a pro wrestler, I've been waiting for someone to shoot on me mm. so I could fuck them up. And here I was, and finally in this match where this girl is starting to shoot on me, and I'm still trying to work a match. Mm. I'm still trying to give the audience what it needs, you know? And she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. She, she's supposed, again, she doesn't know what she's doing. So, at the point she's supposed to, like, throw me out of the ring, she just rolls out. And she says, come on, someone come get me. I'm like, wow. That's, like, rule number one as a baby face. You never chase the heel out of the fucking ring. There's yeah. no way I'm getting out of the ring and going after this girl. Yeah. So, she's out there looking like a fool trying to get me out there. I'm in the ring like, what the fuck are you doing? So, finally, she gets back in there, throws a couple more stiff ones at me. I go, lighten the... F Actually, I get her on the ropes and I tell her, lighten the fuck up. And she goes, no, it's my heat. Fuck are you? She's a girl has no clue. So she's like, uh, she goes, um, <laughs> it's my Guatemalanist. Yeah. So she goes, well, um, what she say? She's from England. She goes, um, what can I? She goes, well, can I slam you? And I'm like, fine, just fucking slam me. Um, so instead, she fucking suplexes me, which is fine. And I just lay down. This is fucking done. I don't want to do this anymore. It's fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. Count one, two, three, and then I get. She pulls me up and she pulls me into her and goes, pretend to cry, pretend to cry. And I'm like, the fuck? No. So she oh, does this feel about me losing whatever. I go over to her fucking corner, grab her fucking British flag, fucking throw it at her, and fucking walk out. Mm. I have video of that fucking match. It is the <laughs> worst match of my fucking life. Awful. But the best part is, the next weekend, Thunder Kitty broke her finger. She broke Heidi's finger in a match because Heidi doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. <laughs> so karma was fast. Holy fast on that one. But yeah, no, it was... Yeah. That's insane. So again, I'm in it for the spandex. I'm making 70 bucks. Mm -hmm. And this bitch wants to shoot on me? Yeah. Why? Why? What is that? Where? What is that mentality? This is why... And this is why I think I keep it structured the way that I do. And that's why we were talking about pro wrestling as a fetish pro wrestling role play is a fetish because if you if you can be with somebody uh, I mean if you can be with somebody romantically that, that shares any kind of fetish with sure. you that's great oh, if yeah. not you can always still work in the middle yep. but if you can work with somebody who understands the fetish and understands what fans want to see and that just leads to some really great matches I mean there's a girl that you're going to work with I mean, you work with you work with Tiny today yeah. and, and you work with that great invisible dude uh, <laughs> very he was pretty alright yeah he, he never shows up on time at least I think I don't know it's hard to say it's hard to say he could be here right now I didn't see him uh, but <laughs> but someone like Anne Marie tomorrow yeah she is just 
fucking when she shows up you're gonna be like holy shit yeah I can just do this whole match with this girl because she just walks with you she 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 takes your lead when you hit her she fucking flies nice. she, and there's she that's, knows how to work a match she knows how to work a match and, and this is a girl who has never been ever ever trained. been she's been pro trained to a degree but like through what we do yeah and she has worked in rings but yeah. never never a live pro show okay and so um, but she was you know she does stuff that a lot of girls won't do you know, like that, that are workers, you know, she'll take bumps and do flips and take some standing suplexes and just stuff that other girls won't do because she's just, she's, and she should, well, she shouldn't be in it because she won't make any money. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. And that's why people go like, well, people go to her, people go to Sumiko, people go to Sapphire yeah. and they go like, why aren't you in the business? And they're just like, I've got a job. Oh, you know, it's funny. I've been asked many times, yeah. don't you want to work for WWE? I've been offered. I offered a chance to audition mm. and I had to sign a contract just to audition and that contract with no money guarantee on the table they would then own the rights to my name yep and my life story yep just for auditioning yep. I'm like are you fucking kidding me and this is what some of these workers would and then they own your life yeah. and you're on the road wherever they push you yep. no I don't not making any money yeah well we would with WWE if you got up that high right no no but I'm saying no. just but, yeah. through the audition like some no it's like, but yeah. yeah yeah so I'm going to take a chance for them to maybe pick me up but then they own me it sounds like they're just trying to get rid of the competition if you ask me um, and that's that's kind of what it is and I, I don't like I don't pretend to know how that works but I do know that a lot of it is well keep your um, keep your friends close and keep your enemies unavailable to other companies <laughs> you know yeah that six month uh, exclusivity yeah. clause that they have in all their contracts now yeah and, they and let I, you go and you can't do nothing for six months and I've had pros come here and they're just like holy shit uh, this is nice uh you have what's that called air conditioning like you know <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> you're true. offering us food you know um, and you're paying for my hotel or you're hosting us here you know and it's it's you're always, taking care of us it's a, it's a good experience yeah. for me to be able to do that because I feel like they feel should like, be getting like that. you guys should be getting this anyway yeah you know it sucks that I'm the guy who or you know another company is the person that does it and you're like oh it's a you're feeding me yeah. it's like yeah you're here you're here to do some really intense work for me why would I not at least try to take for, care of you t- yeah. take care of you pay for your meals give you a place to sleep yep. why would I pay you money that I knew was gonna go straight into the hotel that you're staying in yeah it makes no sense yeah um, but sorry, we're gonna go back to fetish because oh, did you drop your mic? <laughs> oh, mic drop, mic drop. Hold on, set me up. I gotcha. I'm gonna get it nice. It was the deer and erect. Here we go. <laughs> All right, nice mic. can you hear yourself? Hello. Okay. Yes. And I think I can. There we go. <laughs> I had it. I totally had it. Um. Okay. So. Moving along, because we've, we've definitely dug into the fetish world in the past. Is there anything else that you want to discuss that you've discovered along the way that well, okay, would be so, delved into fetish? Because like like I said, a lot of guys out here and a lot of a lot of women as well uh, so get into certain things. So have the girls talk about like private sessions and stuff? Yeah. We talk about sessions. Uh, we mm-hmm. talk about um, pretty much everything. Like uh, I know you did sessions for a while. Uh, do you still do sessions? Mm-hmm, sure do. And so what are your, what are your guidelines? Oh, well... So you know, some people won't do full comp and some people will do semi-fantasy or... No, no, I don't care about like what kind of match it is. Yeah. Just don't think I'm your girlfriend and we can do sexy stuff together. Oh, well, then let's go back to that. <laughs> That's, um, I have, I mean... Tell oh, me about that. Well, a lot of girls um, are willing to do the little extras, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not one of them. And I also feel like... Um, 
That's what prostitutes do. Not judging, just saying you can get a blowjob in Detroit for thirty-five bucks, guys. You know, like you don't have, need to pay this fu- much fucking money to get off. That's you my don't. that's my third pillow. <laughs> you can get a blowjob in Detroit for thirty-five dollars. She ain't got teeth either. Yeah, plenty of space to work with. That's right. And she's probably into nostril flaring. <laughs> she, well, that's just a bonus. That's just more space. <laughs> but um, so. I got a oh, I got a message like two weeks ago. By the way, just just I believe prostitution should be completely legal. Me too. I think Me it's so too. Stupid. Absolutely. It's uh, the old George Carlin line, you know, selling is legal, fucking is legal. Why isn't selling fucking legal? Thank you. Uh, but but no, but yeah, continue. Because so. I feel like it is an actual profession, and that women and men should be allowed to do that if that's what they are inclined to exactly. do. Exactly. But when you are a prostitute and someone comes up to you and says, "I would like a blowjob." That is an expected part of your profession. However, yes. if you are a wrestling sessionist and someone says, I would like a blowjob. Or a handjob. Or a handjob. It's like, oh, whatever. yeah, you wouldn't go to a circle cave for a muffler. <laughs> no, exactly. So it's like when you ask me for these things, I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, I think you're barking up the wrong tree. Uh, can I tell you about Diaper Boy? Sure. Okay. So, um, this is, this is funny. So awkward because he's waiting to come in here. No, he's not. Yeah, but he's... you met him at the women's wrestling convention. What? He showed up there. He showed up there. Was he in full diaper? I don't know. No. I don't know. Um, it was in Philadelphia. I don't recall. Fucking eons ago. One of my first, no, it was my very first trip to Philadelphia to do private matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, this guy wanted a competitive match, which is fine. He wasn't very big. So, hey, sure, we'll do this. He comes in. He's super awkward. Just mm-hmm. okay. Something's off here. Maybe autistic or something. Whatever. You know, a lot of smart people are very you know awkward at times. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know, I'm cool. Comes um, in the territory. Yeah. He starts stripping down right in front of me. All right. And he strips down to this fucking diaper. All right. <laughs> it's obviously soiled. Mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> And I go... Number one or number two? <laughs> I don't know. It's just obviously soiled. I don't know what's on it. I don't know what's in it. There's a little just too much weight on the lower part. Yeah. Just some discoloration too. Son of a bitch. Yes. So I look at him and, you know, this is still money and I still want to wrestle. I'm like, okay, look, um, what's with the diaper? I just came back from Thailand. And, and boy, are my arms India, tired. And I just got some kind of infection and I got to I gotta wear this. So now you're telling me he's got some... Okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Let's just pump the brakes. Um, so, I just got back from Thailand. <laughs> or some shit. I had... Or India. I whatever. Had, uh, and he's got some... I contracted <laughs> an infection so terrible <laughs> I have to wear that I have to wear a diaper. He's lying, though. Let's wrestle. He's lying. It's just his thing, dude. Let's so wrestle. I tell him, okay, fine. You can wear the diaper, but you have to put something over it. You're so you have to put some clothes on over it. I'm not wrestling. Was it like a daishiki? Or? <laughs> no, it was a straight up grown up diaper. No, but I'm saying like, what are you going to put oh, over it? Oh, you put on his shorts. You put his shorts back on over it. Son of a bitch. <clears throat> now this guy comes at me with like a bull out of the china shop, right? He wants to start standing up. So he's actually knocking me into the fucking wall into the hotel room. Yeah, like trying to take me down. And I'm kicking his ass. Like I won that match. Good. And every time you get frustrated, <laughs> every time I'd submit him, he'd get up and do this little thing and like his little arms and he'd get all frustrated. And yeah, yeah. Oh and then God. afterwards, so he went literally playing like Mike Tyson's punch out. <laughs> 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 <Kinda>. <laughs> 
It was just like wait for him to like throw that third punch and he blinks and you hit him in the stomach and then all the shit comes out of his diaper and then that's when you strike the face and he's down like yeah. I remember I remember that again. Afterwards he wanted to have lunch and I had a little oh I'm sure he did getting rid of him. But then so a couple months ago he wanted to have lunch. Leah was doing sessions in New Jersey and she texts me and she goes did he change his diaper for lunch? Did he change his diaper for lunch? Do you know Brian? I go, I go, uh, Leah, uh, Brian who? I've known a lot of Brian's in my life. He's a little odd, she says. I go, did he have a diaper on? She goes, no, but he did the same thing, right? So he, he stripped down to a pair of soiled underwear this time. <laughs> and Le- Leah, did, Leah did the same thing I did. No, you can't wrestle in that. You need to put something over it. <laughs> and Why? then he proceeded to to fling her from one wall to the other. <laughs> oh, so why? What's this thing you think? I mean, what's this thing? So it's about the diaper, isn't it? It's about I the mean, soiling. It's about the, the soiling. Um, it says there's some humiliation in there somewhere, right? But is it the for idea, him or us? It, I I <laughs> I am not a psychiatrist, <laughs> but if I was, I would. I would probably, I'd venture to say that it's definitely part of the humiliation for him. It's gotta be. Uh, and I think that his idea, his, his will to, you know, not to quote like a Rocky song, but like, you know, his will to fight is <laughs> directly <laughs> based <laughs> on the humiliation. Of his he, soiled Because if he was just laying there going like, like, please scissor me. Oh my God. I'm soiled. I'm a bad little boy. <laughs> That's one thing. Totally different thing. But this shitty Shit. motherfucker okay. comes at you with like, <laughs> with my shitty diaper on. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was maybe. And sorry, that, I don't want to downplay anybody who meets strange <laughs> women covered in their own shit. Uh, but you're okay. When he comes at you with that, and he starts to really try to overpower you, maybe that's his redemption. Maybe that's his way of like, you know, I can overcome this. You know, the eye of the tiger. I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> to this day, I don't. I don't know what he was trying to get out of all that. I really don't. That is a weird thing. Maybe someone just paid him a lot of money. To be... <laughs> you know what you should do, man. I, no, seriously. I honestly think half of our customers are just a bunch of frat boys, fucking throwing money Too into much a money. bag. And just going like, all right, so we're going to get her to wear a puffy jacket, right? And this time, she's going to wrestle so-and-so. She's going to blow a guy while flaring her nostrils. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And then that was step one. That was like when they got girls to film stuff. And they're like, no, this is boring. <laughs> Yo, remember that guy, Brian? You're Let's get him to shit his pants. <laughs> and then he's just going to beat some chicks up. It's going to be sweet. And he's going to pay them for it. You know? <laughs> and they're going to be like talking about it on some podcast like six years from now <laughs> or ten yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking diaper boy has made it now I know why I keep saying let's go back like now it's like we gotta go back to when diaper boy was just Brian <laughs> before I knew him as diaper boy before they paid him a thousand dollars to just shit into a diaper and and show up at your door um but so <laughs> I love this. I love this job. <laughs> no, but continue. So sessions, those are interesting. They are. Yeah. They are. Um, I don't see a lot of new people. 
Nude people? New. Oh. Because um, I don't have to for the most part. Um, I really enjoy the people that because I Because you see. have your, your... Yeah, I really enjoy the people I get to wrestle. Good. So, you know, that's... Do they follow you from I town to say, town or do you have to go from town no, to no, town? No, no, I go to their towns. Okay. Um, it's way easier for them. But um, I always said if there was a part of the aspect of the business um, I probably wouldn't do for the rest of my life. I'm probably not going to do pro wrestling matches. And I probably won't be in a lot of customs at some point, you know. Mm. I would rather produce and do private matches, yeah. to be honest, because I really enjoy those things. Um, for me, private matches is playtime. That's, you know, that's time to play. Get out there and just goof off. and cause, um, Produce meaning your own ideas. And your uh, own yeah, concepts. produce videos. Yeah. And I really enjoy that. I really enjoy the... And by pro, you mean not in the... The live, live wrestling. Shit. I was about to say, like... No, I've got to get you to come back. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. But, yeah, no, it's... We're going to collaborate until we're dying. Oh, I'm glad that I'm in demand for things right now. I, but the I always think, like, I'm going to be at each other's funerals, just like, I don't know who's going to go first, probably me. <laughs> no, no I don't know. I don't know, we're pretty... Uh... <laughs> oh, we just... Sorry about that. Within, within two years, I bet. I don't know. <laughs> Sleeper Kid was... A good old man. He was a good old man. But um, he liked the sleeper. He enjoyed. It. <laughs> May he sleep forever. <laughs> May he enjoy his final sleeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a terrible cell. He's just laying there. <laughs> He's not even twitching. He's not even twitching. Where's the drool? Where's the drool? Come on, <laughs> he knows what better. What did I pay the embalmer for? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> just a guy in the back of like a fucking like a Where syringe. You that, like, you get your eyes open and kind of rolled back. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> That'd be so great. Um, so, yeah, no, I really enjoy the private matches. That's one of the things I really enjoy about what I do. Very good. Um, no, and I, 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 I get you there. Like, I've had my own private matches. but And they're, they're fucking fun because yeah. there's no camera. There's no... I've had my own private matches. Yes. For my birthday every year, I generally have a private mm. match. Now I just bring in a bunch of girls for my birthday. Okay. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, actually, I do remember... And you can stop me from talking about this. Remember, like, when we were at Scotty's party that one night? Ow. It turned into, like, WrestleFest because we were <laughs> very inebriated. I remember uh-huh. there was a uh, uh, Helena, Devin, uh-huh. uh, fucking Darnell. Uh-huh. Or, uh, was sorry. Pete there, too? Uh, yeah. It a, yeah. Yeah. It was a whole sorry. Group. Duncan and Darius. Oh, yeah. Uh, they don't care. Um, but yeah, there was like bikinis and, and people were just kind of just There's whomping on each other. There was a hot and, tub. And couches. And, yes. And, belly and, punching and like, <laughs> you know, bear hugs. And it was, it was, it was good stuff. That yeah. was, but that was a, that was and a great. few pictures, people. Very, very few. few pictures. There's a few pictures, I think, of you and the girls like drinking at the, because there's you yes. and Christina Ricci. Yep. Uh, it, or Christy Ricci, gotten, not the Christina Ricci, but Christy yeah, Ricci. We had just gotten back from Sturgis. Yes. Yes. So we were showing you all the Sturgis pictures. Exactly. Yes. Was, that was a good time. I have to go day. somewhere. We'll have to, yeah, but that yeah. was a really good party. But um, and and that's one of those things that I think is is very important as someone who who does what we do because I mean you know we, we fetishize yes. a lot of the stuff that we shoot so it's great to be with people that can that can understand understand and also have fun with it yeah exactly and like well, there's a lot of times like when I work for Jacqueline's company I love it because it's like I mean your wife is going hey <laughs> here's this beautiful woman that you know and love uh, she is going to do a scene with you where you have to strip her to her bra and panties carry her around smack her in the ass uh, knock her out again over and over and over again and one of my things I mean obviously I have yeah. I have a sleepy fetish well, obviously I have, 
and I hate the word actually the word fetish because it doesn't have to be there. Okay, it. so it's not it's, it's not, a kink. It's a kink. It's a okay, kink. so, so we'll call the kinks. sleepy kink, pro wrestling kink. Okay, uh, certain kinds of kinks that that lean towards, uh, like you said, spandex, yeah. one pieces. There's things I think that add that or enhance yeah. our sexual time, exactly, but it's not necessary. And I don't have anything that's necessary. Like, I can totally have a very romantic night where it's just kind just of us. the thing that you would you see know? in a movie. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that would do it too. But there's some nights where it's like, that's fucking rational. Yeah, I think it's because, um, again, smart, creative people need more. Mm-hmm. You just need more, you know? So we can be with the same partner for a while and, and you might love them. They might be your best friend. But in yeah. the bedroom, if there isn't a little something you can spice it up with, you know, come on. That's, a, that's, a, good, that's a good point. And it is... You know, and I've, I've, I, we, we have a lot of friends that are into the kink scene. Yeah. So a lot of our friends do not really participate under the the banner of like uh, uh, normal sex. And I think okay. that that's um, that's been something that's really shaped us over the last couple of years. It's just like you know, you, you your mind just opens when you when you're in this business yeah. way more than if you were. Like I got to explore yeah. my sexuality, which I never really got to before, mm-hmm. and, and I still I'm still exploring. Um, because I get to. Again, it's playtime. I get to explore. It is playtime. Mm-hmm. And like we, what I shot tonight, you know, like was so much fun to shoot. Even though it was I was like. so fun. Yeah, I was having a bad, like I was having a bad day. I was just I like. I know, you had a headache. I had a headache. Fun, yeah. And then you showed up and you brightened up the room. And I was like, all right, let's, let me show you the house. And when we started filming, that kind of faded away. And suddenly it was more about like, all right, do this, flip this way. You yeah. know, and it was, I always saw you get in the mode. It was oh, so yeah. much fun, mm-hmm. yeah. I've had friends who have watched me shoot and they're just like, you just turned into a completely different person. Yeah. You know, um, but um, but um, being now, now that you're actually uh, doing a lot of solo production, that's what you're aiming to, to kind of do for, you know, that. I and, enjoy it. And your own private, not your yeah. own, well, your private sessions as well. Yeah. Uh, what are your favorite kinds of themes to shoot? I mean, obviously, we talked about the, the dance on the stress. You know, I love doing customs because someone else pays for them. Exactly. So, you what know? are your favorite shoots that you've done? But honestly, if I could afford it, yeah. I wouldn't do what the people write. You know, like there are so many other things that I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the last four years, I think all I've really shot is customs. Mm-hmm. I, have, I haven't shot in four years something I want to do. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. So on Monday, I'm actually shooting puffy I just, coats. I honestly got an email session. just about that. Really? Yeah, because I asked people to send stuff to my PM. Hold on one second. Okay. So go ahead. You're, you're shooting puffy coats. I am for the first time in forever. Okay, let's take a look and see. Oh, I was gonna take me a second. Well, okay. But no. so the puffy coats thing. Can you please explain that oh. to the audience? Okay. So I've talked about it in the past. A few years ago, uh, it was like hell. I, I have this big custom shoot we do every year called Hell. So mm. this year was Hell Ten. So it's been ten years of this shoot, <laughs> right? Ten years of Hell. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this had to be like Hell Six or Seven. Um, I was working with a new production person mm-hmm. in my company, and he would always hint about these puffy coats being a fetish. I was never picking up on it because, what? How could a coat, seriously, how could a fucking puffy coat be someone's fetish? Oh, it is. It so is. Hey, man, fucking flaring nostrils. So he brought it to me and he's like, I would really like to start producing this. And I, w- I laughed. I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. Like, come on. <laughs> like, puffy coats? Come on. We can do this. We can puffy coat wrestle. We can, can corner bondage. Yeah. We can just, he's like, no, you don't even have to do that. All you have to do is put on the coat and model it. That's pretty basic stuff. 
Really? They just want just to see the coat. Just walk around with it? Yeah. It has very little to do with the female. It really does. <laughs> it has a lot to do with that jacket. Because <sighs> they jack it to the jacket. Does <laughs> <laughs> it have to do with the, uh, uh, the just the look of it? Or is it... Yes. A lot of it... Okay. So some of the guys are into... And we know how... Uh, with your fetish, your mm-hmm. hook, your kink, there's also nuances to that, right? So you might be into like you like to see the eyes roll back like this or whatever for yeah, your yeah, yeah. stuff, and the other they want to see this. Okay, it's the same thing with coats. They, some of them like high collar that's zipped all the way up. Oh, yeah. Some of them like really puffy. Some like really puffy and shiny. Some of them it has to be down. It has to be uh, goose down. Um, it has to be you know. So it feathers. Wait, what? Yeah. What's goose down? Like that's... Goose down is feathers, yeah. There's feathers in that shit? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the really expensive ones are made with these special Son goose feathers gosh. from this fucking... Like Montclair's. Do you know Montclair's? No! Okay, this is a coat that costs... They start out at between $500 and $1,000. I've only seen these They're coats gorgeous. in movies about assholes that ski. Sure, yes. Yeah. And all of those guys that are into it, watch those movies. I think 90% <laughs> of the movies in the 80s were called Assholes That Ski. Gee. And yes, Volume and they love those movies. Before, That's probably yeah. where they got it from. <laughs> so then I start doing this. Or we start filming the coat stuff, whatever. I'm getting emails from 14-year-old boys in Norwegia in like Sweden shit trying to talk to me about their puffy coat love. And I'm like, no, 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 you're not of age. I am not <laughs> contributing. So think, so, but that's make, okay, so that makes sense to me. Yeah. So, I, so if you're living in the middle of, of fucking winter. nowhere, yeah. and it's winter six yep. months out of the year. Yep. Oh, sorry, dark or whatever. Yep. And, and all cold. you see are these beautiful women walking and around these in gorgeous these puppy coats. Then, okay, yep. all right, I get it. And it goes on from there. So you, you can, we even started designing our own coats with big ones with the zipper that goes all the way up with the hood that actually gets zipped up over. You can do breath play with them. So you got the shiny, you got the ones you can turn around. Some of it's the fur color around the freaking hood. Oh, wow. Um, there's so many nuances. Some of them are into the type of coat. So like I found... Um, I heard that. I found up north um, an aviator's jacket, a puffy aviator's jacket, which are very rare. And I found it in a good so I'll be filming with that on Monday um, so I've in the last couple of years I've replenished some of my uh, jackets that I lost when the production manager and I split um, but yeah and then I had a couple fans from when I was filming all the time actually buying me jackets so I could film in oh wow so that's all there just waiting so I want to make sure that I, I do right by these fans of course um, but at the same time like I mean, I hope that doesn't lose you any puffy fans. It's just, I don't really get it. I mean, I know why I like wearing them. I mm-hmm. like the shiny, the kind of spandex feel to it. Yeah, yeah. The soft. I get it. I love sleeping in them. I mm-hmm. love sleeping bags. Nylon. Oh, my God. I love nylon. That's mm-hmm. such, you know, it's so good. Um, so I get those aspects to it, but, like, again, I don't get the look thing. You know, like, uh, again, I'm not a visual person. I don't get that part. I also don't get that, um, you know, these guys don't really need a girl in that jacket. They just want the jacket. They could have a guy in that jacket. They just want... Some of them. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter if it's a guy or a girl. It doesn't... It's just about the jacket and Mm -hmm. the way it looks or whatever. And then you add, like, things to it. Bondage, breath play, whatever. Um, I enjoy the puffy coats, but honestly, it's one of those things, like, I've never been able to find what the core of that is. 
Does that make sense? I mean, I get it. Because I can pinpoint where, like, my bondage fetish came from, right? I mean, or... Yeah, but I mean, I, I get, but, like, like I said, once again, like, I get it to, I get it in that same way that when you're a kid, yeah. you see a girl walking around the pool, sure. and she's wearing a one-piece bodysuit. Or but she's but even these kids, most of the guys I talk to don't understand where they got it from. Yeah. You know, they don't really understand where it came from, like... And that could also be have something to do with with the the IQ as well. Because okay. I was I was talking to somebody who was telling me about they loved face sitting, and yeah. I was just like, "Well, where did that come from for you?" If you don't mind yeah. me asking, and he was like, "I don't know. I just like butts." Okay, so it started with an ass thing. Like, well, no, no, that makes sense. And though. I guess, but it was I love that answer because most of the face sitting guys I know like they like ass. Yes, but they I just I, like asses. I, but, yeah, I, I just I, like butts. My wife would love that answer. I just like <laughs> I just like butts. <laughs> But I was like, well, then when when did the butts be when did the butts become introduced into the uh, the face? Like, yeah, you know, is it, it yeah? Does it have we, to be face or is it weight too? And there's a lot of people who like to see the female yeah. posterior and sure. or derriere. But and like, some people have when the weight that, fetish and like to feel that that feeling weight, on the them. pressure. Yeah. But then you don't. You might not. And then maybe a breath play thing. You might not want it on yourself. You might want to right. see somebody else going through it. Yeah. You know, maybe a girl doing it to another girl so or a girl like doing a, it to a guy. How that when you watch? Yeah. That, that, oh, that's a lawyer. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that makes this this podcast, I think, so never ending. Is like every time we do one, I always go like, Are we just gonna reach the end of the fucking like we're gonna reach like get to the edge of the world? I don't think you can reach the end of human sexuality. I just don't think you can. <sighs> I agree. I agree. And I, there's been plenty. And of I like, like that idea. I do too. But there's been TV shows that I've seen where they they try to, but yeah. they just don't quite nail all the, the the small what Gary would call hooks yeah. um, but uh, moving on so we've uh, we've covered your past we've covered uh, your your current work um, and you're looking forward to just doing your well, I don't know I mean I'm still gonna be doing matches and right now I'm training like and actually I'm getting married next year oh congrats yeah Congratulations! So how thought I'd do that again? Hat. I mean, <laughs> I never thought I'd do it. Period. Right. So yeah. Hey, we all get surprised. Um, but um, and of course, I'm very blessed. You know. To, yes, you to, are. To be married uh, and living the dream, and brother, you live the dream. Uh, I, I I believe it. You know, I went through a couple of years um, where I was like, "What do I want to do with my life? What do I want to do with my life?" Mm. I don't know if it was like Mars and retrograde or what the fuck was going on. And then I had like this epiphany, this moment. Do you believe in this stuff? No. <laughs> oh my fucking god! I thought I was gonna have to start explaining the world to you. No. <laughs> Just because you were born ten, doesn't you know, matter. ten days earlier doesn't mean you get to be an asshole. They can't. They can't trace the whole fucking universe to figure out what you are, dude. They no. just can't. Um, anyway, but like the epiphany of. I am living my dream. Mm. Everything that I ever wanted to do and everything I wanted, I am living it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm doing it. So why am I complaining? What's the problem? We, we Well, as humans, I think it's human nature to complain. It's, there, it's, it's, it's a thing. I'm sure there's right now... There's but a, have you ever gotten to a point in your business where you want to break or like stop? Not stop, but I think well, my wife and I were talking about my stress levels and okay. how I was getting anxious all the time. Yeah. And she goes like, you should probably just scale back on some of the shoots or maybe scale back. And here back. you are trying to do other stuff now too. No, no, no. And, and the thing is like, well, like tonight, like the, the, you know, I took that custom. Yeah. Because I was just like, it's a good custom. It's yeah. A, yeah. I'd love to see Sybil do um, Invisible Master. Yeah. If it had been somebody else whom I thought maybe could not handle or grasp the concept as well, I would have been like, 
<laughs> let's just wait for someone else to come along. Yeah. You know, because as a producer, when you get to a point where you're you're doing well, you can do that. You can yep. be like, hey, man, sure you can. know what? You might not want her for this. Wait for this person to come along. Yep. And a lot of fans are very appreciative of that honesty, yep. which a lot of some companies will not do that. No, nope, like, they just want yeah, the money. Yeah, sure, you want her to yeah, do that? Sure. It turns out great. Hey, can I get 16 minutes of snap mares and then you know, <laughs> snap it over to a girl and she's like, I don't do front flips. <laughs> and so then it's just like 60 minutes of a girl kind of doing side rolls. Yep. And the guy's like, no, erection. <laughs> so, um... So yeah, but with you, it was like, hey, I want to see Sybil do an invisible match. I'm like, I want to be, I, shit, I should have thought of that, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, there's, there's, um, we are victims of our own, I think, creativity, you know, because there's some moments where I just go like, I want to spend a Saturday night doing nothing. But then I'll come up with an idea and I'll just be like, shit, so-and-so's in town. And so-and-so's in town. Let's I could do totally this. do this. I could totally do this. And and sometimes my wife will be like, honey, come on. And I'm like, no, 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 no. it's going to be awesome. And then we'll shoot it and she'll be like, it was awesome. Yeah. But now you're tired. Now but you're stressed out. You know? <laughs> you're definitely doing what you're meant to do, brother. I mean, I, I mean, think so. Because that kind of passion right there where it's Saturday night and you're like, well, let's do this. Yeah. Come on. That's, I mean, that's above and beyond. Exactly. And there's, there's companies out there, like I said, I don't compare myself to other companies, but like, I've can't. seen some work that I'm just like, why are you even still doing this shit? Like, someone sent me... I, I apologize if you guys already heard this. Sorry, I'm really far from the, from the mic. But, um, but yeah, someone sent me a clip and they were like, hey, man, this is my custom. What do you think of this? And it's not even the same story I told you earlier. It was, it's another it was, one? It was somebody who was filming a pro match and you could hear the guy just... Oh, gosh. Chewing oh fucking gum the whole time, and then he kept looking. He no. kept tilting the camera down. I'm assuming he was checking his phone. Oh god! So the girls are wrestling, oh, no. but all you see is like the camera just tilts, and then you see a foot and a boot, and, a, <gasps> no! and then it goes back up to the action, and then just like that's awful. And it cuts back down. It's the guy literally doing like I, I'm assuming he's just like checking his phone. Wow. Uh, that or he's having a stroke. <laughs> uh, and. And, and the guy's like, what the fuck do I do about this? And I'm like, you got to get your money back. And it's like, there's no precedent to get your money back. And I'm like, oh, there isn't. Fuck, you're Because they did the custom. They technically shot yeah. at it. Yeah. You know, they pointed the camera in the general direction of yeah. what was going on. And so that's why, you know, when I have a model ask me, like, why do you want me to do that take again? I'm like, because it's that one perfect take that's going to make the fan go, I want to come back to them next time. Yeah. Uh, it's you know, and I and I apologize to him. Like guys, I'll have I'll have models who be like, did I not do that right? I'm like, you came so close. <laughs> it's so good. But let's just modify this. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of this. More of that. Less of this. Yeah. Try it again. And they'll do it. And suddenly I'll be like, cut. And they'll be like, oh, you're absolutely right. That fucking worked. And I'm like, <laughs> and we got it. Let's move on to the next scene. And then when they see it cut together, they're like, oh yeah, that looked totally brutal. And then when the fan sees it, they're like, that looked amazing you know and the lighting and the, the, the you you had the girls in the shot there was no chewing of gum <laughs> and i'm like well you can pay extra for that <laughs> if you want it <laughs> so i got you got my film sure <laughs> so so obviously we we have discussed your shoots uh that you're gonna do eventually you know when you have time to do them well, for yourself yeah no that's uh, the first ones like i said that we're gonna do without customs is on monday it's the first time I just get to go film. So what, are you, what, it, are, you, what are you thinking of? What well, part of it's the There's struggle. my wife! Yeah. Ow! Um, Did I tell you you can kill Sybil? <laughs> oh, can I? Oh. 
Did you not hear that? She was in the shower the whole time. She was. <laughs> so Sybil was telling me that one of the things she loves is the the theatricality of of being of death of death. And I was like, well, Jacqueline is a lot of like theatrical necro, where it's not blood everywhere. Mm. And there's no like post rape. It's <laughs> just like getting shot or stabbed. Yes, but it's very yes. like oh, you know, the like, death scene. Very dramatic. Lots of writhing. Lots of. And we're always looking for people who who like to to emote that. <laughs> and we have a couple of like I don't because I don't do I don't do a lot of death scenes. Yeah. But Jacqueline does them very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so honey, if you ever want to kill Sybil, she'd be more than happy. <laughs> it's a whole new movie. It's called Kill Sybil Bill. <laughs> kill Sybil too. Kill Sybil. Kill Sybil. But what would be your preferred way to die? Ah. Shot, stabbed, set on fire. Mm. I like a good uh, shooting. Oh. Yeah, like uh, like an AK kind of like. Uh, oh, so getting like yeah, riddled, yeah, okay, yeah. So I do riddled do with bullets. Yes. Riddled, riddled with bullets. Those are I have cool. done those. Yes, me too. Because I have like a gas powered like you know fake one. Yeah, yeah. it's like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so fun. Oh, those are great. <laughs> right, we'll have to do a bullet dance tomorrow. <laughs> that could that could be it. Maybe that would be like like uh, Anne Marie's beating you. <laughs> And finally, you're like, all right, screw this. No more pro wrestling. And then no one buys it. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, But so uh, you are, like you said, you're planning on doing a shoot date where it's just you and your own ideas. What are you looking forward to shooting the most? Or have you thought of anything yet? Are you still working on stuff? It's just codes. Should I not be asking? Just doing codes right now. Wait, but you said that was stuff that... No, no, but that's still for me um, because it's not scripted and it's oh. not paid for. You know, and the coats are there and they've been waiting. So it's the first shoot that isn't a custom. It's in a custom shoot. So if it's, let's say someone gave you two days, two to three days to just shoot whatever the fuck you wanted. That'd be great. And you can have whoever you wanted Dude, in it. I want that zombie movie. Seriously. I get that. But let's say like, but that was still written by somebody else. Yes, right? So it's... So if I went, hey, Sybil, uh, I just fell into this okay. money. Spy versus spy okay, cat good. suits. Nice. That's, that's what I'd film. But would it be, so let me guess, you and Leah maybe? No, I wouldn't even be in it. I'd oh, be, you would just film two. Yeah, two, two hot girls in cat your suits, two shiny cat suits. I love Cindy. She's oh, Cindy's of, great. <laughs> she's one of my favorite in the she's world. She's fantastic. Oh, that body. Oh, my God. Um, I love her in a cat suit. <laughs> I love her in anything. But yeah, so Cindy and I don't know who else. Maybe like Jen Dolby. Jen Catfight Jen. Oh yeah. Just yeah. because she got those shape. The girl you're working with, uh, one of the girls you're working with tomorrow has Yeah, that. I saw a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's, I, I've met Jen a few times. I actually hung out with her a few times and I've never got a chance to, to hire her. And I need to fix that, actually. Yeah, so. Jen, if you're listening, uh, give me a call. Maybe. I get to work with her next month. Exactly. I know. I tell her work. Tell her that Tell her she needs to come to Atlanta. Uh, Sleeper Kid wants to work with you. You should well, go. Well, not now, but like oh, when you're... Yeah, no, I will. I'm just saying. <laughs> you need to get you're, to Atlanta. You're practicing. Yes. Um, so, but let's say... So, are we spy versus spy, cat suits... Um, yes. And just like, just tons of like fights or? It would, yes. It would be like, um, never I love the idea. Battle. Yes. I love the idea that they're both like, um, looking for something or, you know, that fight to get whatever it is, the end information they need to get and they're fighting for it and they're trying to, and also boots. They should have big leather boots. boots. Cat suits. Um, <laughs> okay. And then and they have like a cat fight while they're trying to get something. And Would someone win by a <laughs> knockout or would? I would think that you would, um, knock them out and tie them up. 
Oh, good. Because you gotta like leave them there, right? And yeah, then, you'll yeah. have the the damsel in distress angle uh, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Would there be any stripping down? Because like there could be if there's time. And that's the thing. That's when you're thinking about your own personal likes and kinks versus what you think might sell better. Right. Yeah. And see me, I'm more like the story. I don't know if it would call for it. I don't know if that would be there. We'd have to see maybe if she stripped her, she wouldn't be able to get away either because she wouldn't have any clothes. Isn't that the thing though? Because we've done that before. Like with Jacqueline's stuff, um, you know, they'll be like, why are we taking off her boots? Like why are we removing her shoes? And obviously it's because we we know that the customers want to see see the feet. But then at the same time, we're like... We want it to make sense. Yeah, so Jacqueline will be like, she has a great line. She's like, well, she's not getting very far with these out of the picture, you know? So like, yes. Yeah, so she'll yeah. take them off. Or if, if she strips someone down, to, someone down to the lingerie, it's like, you're not leaving this house. You know? Exactly. Because who's going to walk out there in the cold, oh. you know? And so that makes sense. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's interesting so how we... So it could for spy versus spy, yeah, right? Because yeah. you inca- incapacitate the rival spy. And it's also humiliation. Yep. And the, Yes, and you humiliate them too, yep. It's like, guess what? I'm taking this bag of jewels, but oh. also you're... Fucking you cat suit. Ah, you're gagged and you're wearing <laughs> just your panties and, and uh-huh. I get to like hee 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 and leave. Yep. Yeah. I give you a mess with you. <laughs> you're half naked and strapped to a chair now. Ha ha ha. And that's the other 30 minutes of yes. the video. Oh, well, yeah, that's the second part. Exactly. Uh, now in, Sold on a different site. So, <laughs> so what are your, uh, uh, in terms of the customs that you've shot, um, what would you say is your favorite that you've shot, uh, written by somebody else. Um, and if you can't answer this, your least favorite. Obviously, you, if you don't want to answer that one, that's fine, because you don't want to insult a fan. But, no, uh, I went through, I've been charging far too little for customs. Mm. Um, so it's really like, um, and I've only re- recent re- recently realized this, um, for the fact that, you know, you get like a 15 minute match and they send you a 10 page script. And it's like, <clears throat> I'm not Scorsese here, people, and you're not paying for that. Yeah. You know, like, it, so it's frustrating. You're just Scorsese. It, it, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was the cutest pronunciation of Scorsese. Yeah. You're like, Scorsese. I'm not that guy. I'm not him. I'm not that 70-year-old, uh, no. yeah, New York guy. I don't have all day. I don't have, uh, you know, months to produce your film here. Your, your 10-page script for your 15-minute video. So do you pre-screen your scripts? I do, and I let them know, like, this isn't going to make it in the 15 minutes. It's too much stuff. Well, we'll, we'll try it anyway. You and I work, yeah, we, we yeah. have that problem. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I want to do my best for my customers. But then when you get stuff like that, you know you're not going to be able to get through that whole thing. You know that you don't have time to do that whole thing. So it's frustrating. Do you, get the, do you ever get the one hand in typing, like the last paragraph is like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't take this. I don't take this. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, so yeah. then she, I want to see like. Then she ties her up six times, takes her to Denny's, buys her an IHOP. Uh, she strips her down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want her to be in the locker room, and then they're gonna wrestle, and the girl will lose her top. And, uh, if you if you have a spare uh, airport where we can <laughs> yes, shoot something oh my on God. the uh, on the airplane, yeah, <laughs> we need a private jet so we can <laughs> shoot. Do you, do you guys pepper. have a Five Guys Burgers and Fries that you can shoot at? <laughs> Uh, there's great fries there. Yeah, that's the last paragraph. <laughs> um, my favorite custom, I don't know. Uh, Jeffy sends me some good ones. Uh, he likes his hardcore matches. Oh, that's the question I was going to ask. Yeah. So someone asked, where... Hold on. I oh, fuck up. I'm, I'm at the wrong thing. <laughs> okay, so I'll paraphrase. Uh, it was basically a question about one of your series, which was, what originated the Queen of Tights? Oh. I don't know what that is. 
So you don't know Queen of Tights? How do you not know the Queen of Tights? It's like epic shit right there. I haven't had time to <laughs> explore. <laughs> I think we're up to. Jacqueline's uh, slowly 30, gathering her murder weapon for you. Maybe 34 of those? Holy shit. Something like that. It's got its own website, queenoftights.com. Um, but nice I started plug. with like uh, custom, and they're really fucking long. <laughs> What's the storyline? So you have tights, and they're like powerful? Oh, no. Yes. Yes. My tights are made from the lava of the middle of the earth, and no one can destroy them. They are the best fighting tights in the universe, and that's why I am the queen of tights. Oh. So they're my ruby red of fighting course. tights. And I also spin in a circle to change into my ninja suit with my ruby red fighting tights. Oh, so you tights. start off in civilian clothing? Uh, sometimes. Okay. He really likes it if you start off in a dress with, you know, tights and high heels, and you do the spin after you're getting beaten down, and, you, you know, you come back as your big character. Nice. And I can't get beaten once I'm in those tights. Oh, so you win everything. I have to in those tights. That's so, great. Yes, but sometimes your tights lose power. Like if you could have like a lasso or something on them that would drain their power, and then maybe they could destroy those tights. So, so it's then there would be another like, pair. Like the bionic woman. Pair. Yeah, it's like so destroy my bionics. It's an underground superheroine cat fight. Oh. So I fought Kitty Claus, who was Santa's brother's wife um, from the North Pole. I have fought uh, Legs LeBeau. Hello. Um, Whoever called to play times. that. There's Nurse Nancy. There's uh, d- d- Maid Marla. There's um, so all this, these. So this guy writes these parts. He did, this. yes. And then wow. I um, and then That's I actually awesome. picked up the gauntlet and wrote a few myself. Nice. Um, to add to the storyline. Jacqueline, you've done that, right? Yeah. What? Where you've taken a friend's or son, our friend, uh, a fan's script idea, but then you expand on it your, yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because we have a we have a couple of series where. We call them the supers, but it's like okay. she'll, Jack, you'll be part of this like team of badass super girls, and they're yes. always searching for like two evil ninja girls, <laughs> and the evil ninja girls always fucking just beat the crap out of them, outsmart <laughs> them, and of course zap. They have a special ring that they can I use have to the ring the zaps. Too. Yes, and it zaps the clothing off, so that they're suddenly just wearing their lingerie Whoa. and their pantyhose. And so, of course, they can't Excellent. go anywhere because, you know, who go outside and such thing. <laughs> um, and then Jacqueline will do some shoots like that, just kind of like yeah. the top of her head. And those are yeah. always the most fun because it's like we can make it up as we go. Yes. As and opposed to getting like I said, like, no, was, no offense to the fans no, no. You know, at all. But no, like, no. I, I love uh, the way he writes the story. The problem is, is that he wants a 25-minute video of his 30-page script. Mm. And he wants, and, and then he doesn't want us to like show that we're reading it from the thing. So it's like you want us to ad lib, but you also want us to have a thirty-page script. Oh, it can't so lots be of dialogue. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's trash talk. He loves the trash talk, and there's a lot of trash talking in there, which is can't fabulous. Can't you just ad lib? Can't be trash talk. Yes, of course I can. I'm a master. No, I'm saying you can, but <laughs> yeah. I'm saying according to him, like does it have to. Follow? Well, we've gotten to, we've gotten to that point um, just recently, probably in the last year, where. Um, He's come to realize that we can ad lib and, and, and get his flavor. Oh, so now it's like ten page scripts. Well, no, it's cool though because he still <laughs> he comes up with some great one liners. Oh, great! So I enjoy still reading whatever he comes up with so that I can ad lib that. You know what That's I mean? Good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So I want him to send all of his good ideas. Still, it's just that he has to know that we don't want to have to try to read it from his script. We want to be able to take that flavor and put it into the video. We do get customs like that where the guy will be like, you don't have to follow my my, my, yes. my dialogue, but then but, there'll be some really good lines. Yes. 
And you're like, I'm totally stealing that yes. or using that. He had one like uh, this last one. I'm going to put more holes in your tights than there is on a golf course. And I was like, <laughs> it's done. It's done. I love that line. So I, I used it probably like three times in that video because I liked it so much. So is it the, the, like tights tearing? Or? Yes. That's how you, you the opponent loses is that her tights, oh, they got ripped. And now she's lost the power. Shit. And now I can take her out, you know? And I've got my finishing move. There's the anklet of victory. God damn. I mean, it's this huge, yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so those are the best ones you've done. Yeah. Uh, which are the ones that you've gotten that where you were like, ah, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, yeah, I'll do this, but... <laughs> and yeah, you don't have to answer that question. Because I, I, don't, I don't want you to, to put any fan on the spot. Think, but... Like, because I, I always get the groaners, like... Really? That's what you want? I used to get those. Yeah. <laughs> really? So I'm trying to think of like what's my recent groaner. I, I, I really don't take it at, like anything I don't want to do anymore. And that's that's what I was hoping to hear because yeah. I, there's a lot of people, like, especially, especially when they're first starting. You take whatever you, you can. You take whatever you can. You take whatever work you can get. You, you know, But that's how you risk your life too. Hey man, nostril yeah. flaring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if that guy's out there, I love you. That was one of the most... I still talk about that to this day. Seriously. I'm not talking oh, down on your, your, I know. your fetish. Telephone dialing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably one she guy. She did telephone dialing. One guy in the world who's into that. Uh, did you do telephone dialing? I didn't. So <laughs> when I met Jacqueline, um, you know, we both started talking about like, it has oh, to we be can be the same guy. It has can, to be. Well, I mean, yeah. Come on. It has to be. Because how many people in the world do you think have that No one. one. No one. No one. I mean, but then, then again, I would have thought that... Was it a payphone? I would have thought... Yes, it was a payphone. Yes. It's him. It's him. And... Jerry! She used to live in New York, so she actually would go to payphones, yep. right? And I had like, to find like, one for this yeah, festival. find one. Yep. Uh, and then later on, the guy, I guess, uh, acquiesced to doing more like, okay, like touch Like a home tone. phone? Yeah. Okay, you would do that? And But it had to have the sound. Yes. It had to have... Yep. And, and the whole time I was filming it, Oh, you filmed one of these? Yeah, because we would film for each other. So okay. it's like, okay, well, honey, I need you to film me and this other girl doing a wrestling match. I'll film you doing this, this, and that. And so one of them was, well, I've got three payphone things I got to do today. And I'm like, three what? What? And then she would explain it to me, and I'm like, three Boring what? I still didn't heck. get it. But it was what it was. It was yep. the, the gentleman wanted to see the fingers hitting the payphone buttons. He wanted to hear Get's the beep, bop, boop, yep. boop, 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 and... I was bewildered because like yep. it gave me I don't know it was like <laughs> and once again no judgment on anybody nope. who's into this nope. there, you have no control as a human being over what your triggers are as you yep. grow it's, some things hit you again, the right way at the right time are so sexual however if you wanted to give me a negative boner <laughs> so, I've never. That's my pillow. Watching <laughs> someone just die on the phone boner. would probably yes. 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 I would have a temporary vagina because <laughs> it would go. So it would just far in. just hide. And it's once again, vagina, another one pillow. man's temporary boner. <laughs> another. Sorry, man's. one man's temporary vagina is another man's rager. <laughs> you know, it's just how it is. You know, like there's just certain, another pillow. <laughs> certain, Certain things that you you know that you're into, someone else might not be into, and I I am an adult now, so I, I can easily say that. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, my ears are buzzing. Hold on. Got it. Oh, there we go. Um, <coughs> I can easily say you know 
I'm not going to judge anybody's fucking yeah. fetish. But at that time, I was just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And Jackie's, no, but the guy's really nice. And I'm like, cool. And it's yeah. easy. So, yeah. But yeah, I think we. You, I think that was one of your guys. It had to be. Pay, pay phone guy. Pay phone. Did you actually go to, so you actually went to one I like, had to on the find street? one. I had to find one. There was none near me. So I ended up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, <laughs> at this gas station where I found a fucking payphone. Filmed this for him. It took me months to find the fucking payphone. Did you I pay for gas money? <laughs> no. It happened to be random. I was going to go shoot with a company in Grand oh, Rapids. Okay. I happened to find out. I was like, this is it. Got camera, <sighs> let's go. Let's do this. We're getting this done. Yep. And that's another thing I want to bring and up. And then I put it on my clips for sale. <laughs> It didn't sell. <laughs> you think? <laughs> is that a is that is that a pun? No, that's. It didn't sell. sell. No, it phone sell phone baby. Yeah, no one ever bought that. I was like, no one wants this but that guy. And and there's stuff like that that I, I thought I would think like that would be the case with stuff like pedal pumping. But no, but well, that's huge. People are into it. Yeah, it's yes. huge. It it's is fucking massive. Insane. Um, what about the, like the yoga balls? What is that? Yeah. I mean, no yoga balls you are. Know, but but like, the, the the bouncy balls or whatever. Yeah. That's a fetish. So what do they do? They just lay on them? They, they, they bounce on them. They sit on them. And sometimes they're into them being popped. Oh. Well, the popping thing is new. Uh, yeah, another, that's not new yeah, at all. Yeah, like, no, I, but I have a buddy named uh, Galas who she'll she'll come here with her producer and they'll just fucking blow up all kinds of shit in the backyard. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun. You it know, it's fun. Like, oh, shit. That's another one of the fun ones. Like he has a, he had like a huge rubber ducky. Yes. Those are so cool. And the girls were writing it and stuff. <laughs> uh, most recently he brought his, he had a, he has a badass like motorcycle. So he brings it to the backyard and it's Jacqueline and Galas. And they're both, I mean, Galas is just a gorgeous model. Jacqueline's gorgeous. And they're just sitting on top of that bike. And the whole story was like, they would break into the house to like steal stuff. But they're like, wait a second. Is that a motorcycle back there? <laughs> and so they just get on the bike and turn it on and rev it. And so like, it's just like 10 minutes of just revving. Uh, uh, just like fucking having an orgasm. Um, that is hilarious. And I, I stepped out right when that was being filmed, like the, the final like 10 seconds of it. And I was just like, that's fucking hot. <laughs> like, it's not my thing, but like, yeah, it kind of reminded me of like, um, like Greece, you know, yes, fucking just like true. girls wearing black leather pants. Just like, <laughs> you know, so I got, I, I could get that. Um, the popping stuff, the balloon popping, I don't get just cause I'm too anxious about that shit. I don't like to have shit explode around me. <laughs> I'm just weird that way. And I don't like to, yeah. Like, I don't that's like to, stressful. You don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. Jackie it's... is so good at it. She will <laughs> fucking do the blow to pops where it's just like, oh, this one? oh, no. And she does it like it's nothing. Like, and I'm just like, there's no fucking no, way. No, there's no way. It'd be a five hour shoot. Yeah, no. Like, which means like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to blow this up. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> um, so, um,. There's so much more to talk about. Tell me about your worst custom. Ooh. Or how about your least favorite? Least favorite custom. Because there isn't a worst. There's just like ones that no, yeah. what weren't my thing or whatever. There's not there's no worst. There's and there's some that like you you hate it while you film it, but then when you see the finished product You're pretty happy. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um so there's a lot of different categories there. But um we had There's a uh, some dead air right now. I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to. So it really didn't have as much to do with the writer as it did with the combination of models that okay. we worked with. That can happen, you know, absolutely. 
and nothing bad to say about the models, but it's just sometimes, sometimes. some things don't work. Click. Yep. And so there was one that I did with Gia Primo, which miss that girl. Um, it was simple. It was it was supposed to be like it was me doing a sword fight. It was all sword finishers. So it was like, you know, slice the throat, stab, you know, stuff like that. Okay. And for some reason, just, it just, we weren't, the chemistry wasn't working that day. Um, she was reacting too fast to something or, or I was doing things too quickly. And it was, you know, it had been a long day. That's the other Everything thing. Everything was the other off. factor. Okay. Yeah. It was just the, you know, it was like the perfect storm of like really bad stuff. And I remember, God, I felt so bad because at one point she screamed, if we don't get this next scene right, I'm done, you know? And I felt so bad because I was like, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that producer. But we got the next scene right, and then we did it, we did it, we did it. Uh, and then, like, everything else kind of flowed. But that one moment of her saying, like, like if we don't get this, I'm fucking done. Like, fucking I, felt like I felt like a failure yeah, as a producer. Yeah, you feel like you failed. Yep. And, uh, and it I turned that. out that she was just having a cranky day. Yep. She's like, I've, I've shot all day. She's like, tired. I'm done. I want tired, to hungry, whatever. Yep. But for me, those words were a direct... Um, oh, you took it personal. Indictment on me, yep. you know? And, and I felt so terrible. And I was just like, look, we're going to get it right. We're going to get it right. We're going to get it right. So when we did get it right, it was fantastic. And then everything else flowed after that. And, and it worked out really well. Um, For whatever reason, there was a bunch of bumps in that one. Yes. And there was another match, uh, strangely enough, featuring Gia Primo. Which not saying anything bad about uh, you no, know, no, her as a performer. But there was a match where uh, the guy wanted a lot of intense um, submission moves. And it was... Gia did like six really intense holds on Sumiko. Then Sumiko did six really intense holds on Gia... You know, each and it was one of those customs where it was like, okay, so for 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 fifty five seconds she refuses <laughs> oh to God, tap. No, no, no. But then after like fifty eight no. seconds, she taps a little. You know, no. and it it was that kind of mentality. And right. I I've, I've stopped doing submission matches for that. You know, if someone's listening to me right now and they're like, why are you not taking my submission customs? It's because. They're not just asking for a tap out. They're asking yeah. like, it has to be exactly one minute and twelve seconds of this, yeah. then fourteen seconds of this, and you're like, <clears throat> dude, I, you know, I can't do that. I'm and on top of that, you're teaching girls who don't know how to wrestle how to do these intensely, yeah. you know, really dangerous locks, yeah. and uh, and some you know lifts and holds where you're like, dude, she might not be able to do this. So Gia had to do a couple of different moves on Sumiko. And, and from my standpoint, they were very technical. It was like you had to do a scorpion cross lock. You oh, had to geez. do like oh my ceiling holds and stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. And, and at, at one point, <clears throat> I was like, I think I, I just I remember I looked at Gia <coughs> and, and Sumiko, and I was just like, guys, you know what? Here's what's going to happen. Uh, we've done... 10 minutes of, of Gia torturing Sumiko. There's supposed to be like 20, like, you know, 10 more. Okay. But and I was just like, here's what's going to happen. We're going to just go ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give the guy back his money, but we're going to have Sumiko turn it around on you and just beat you up with some big pro moves. Okay. And so it actually worked because the, the, the final result was here's Gia trying to make Sumiko tap out with these it moves. It never happened. Never happens. And finally, when Sumiko gets that chance to give her a low blow or something, she just puts her in all these big pro finishers and says, this is how you make someone lose a match. And so we shot it, and then it went by in like 10 minutes straight. And I contacted the gentleman, and I was just like, hey, um, I'm so sorry. It just didn't work out that night. The chemistry wasn't there. I would rather give you your money back. 
But on top of that, here's the finished clip for free. Let yeah. me know what you think of what we did get on yes. the tape. And he was so appreciative of that because he was like, yeah. that you gave me my money back, but you yeah. also showed me what you did. Right. And, and we, we still did the match, but yes. I know it's not exactly what you asked for. And I said, I would rather give you your money back yep. than, than give you, you a shitty fucking you. product Thank or you. make my girls mad. Yep. Or upset because they were getting, you could tell, they were getting frustrated. They were getting accelerated. And yeah, and Sumika was getting pulled up in certain positions where I knew it was, it was stressing her out. And I'm like, I'm not going to injure you. Yeah. And so when it comes down to whether, you know, the difference between a, a, a good performance, well, a bad performance and giving you your money back, I'm going to give you your fucking money. Hell yeah. And so, yeah. So I think that was the, the, the only time that I've ever felt like I failed at a custom. Right, I had to cut and stop and be like, stop. I'm giving like, Yeah, no, we're not doing this. And it's actually a good point because I've never in my entire life had to give somebody their money back. And that was the one time that I did it because I was like, I can't give you what you want. Right. I, I would rather give you your money back than give you something that you're going to be like, oh, that's shit. Yeah. But I did give him what we did shoot and he thought that that was awesome. And he actually liked the idea of Simiko coming back with these big moves. So maybe we gave him another fetish, you know. But um, okay. but yeah. But so um, we'll finish it off with a couple of basic questions. Um, okay. uh, so who are your favorite? Oh God, this feels like I'm fucking blowing myself uh, and other people. But who are your favorite producers to work with? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Cause well, that um, you've ever worked with. Um, you know, like the last few years, I haven't worked with a lot of producers. You're starting to whittling it down to yourself. Well, it's just um, my travel is limited because of my schedule. Mm-hmm. And then um, I don't like drama. I'm, I'm too old for this bullshit. Of course. You know, so I only use certain girls that I know they're not drama. I don't want to work with girls that seem like they're fucking drama. Um, you know, so... Um, but what I really like to do is get back to my friends, yeah. such as yourself. So I'm well, finally you. here. You yes. know, like this is one of the places I wanted to be. Um, I got out to L.A. recently, and I got to see Darius. Yay. Yeah, you know, and that was another person I really wanted to see and work for. So, um... My friend Lauren calls him, um, calls him her L.A. version of Santiago. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm her, he's my Atlanta, he's her Atlanta version of, of wait, I'm her Atlanta version, version of, of him. Yeah. Yeah, because we're very, very much alike. Yep. So, um... Otherwise, I mean, a lot of the girls have their own productions, um, but outside of, uh, I love working for Lady Victoria. I love Vicky. Um, she doesn't remember anything. <laughs> you know she doesn't. I sat down with her in January and had to tell her all the things we did together. She doesn't remember anything. Her, she's got so many seizures and stuff now. So, yeah. I love that lady. Me too. So, um, I don't know. I like working for Leather and Lace because they get a lot of money. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's always that. And groping hot girls is never a bad thing. I mean, yeah, if you're okay with what you're shooting, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, I don't know. I heard a couple of, of stories from some models who weren't as happy with them. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be watch. You gotta watch out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's some, not get into that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's there some creepiness out there for Ooh, sure. Chicago! Ow! If that's where you're going there, be careful. Yes. <laughs> Email Sybil Star. <clears throat> I'll, I'll give you the scoop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'll go with you. I like those guys. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Any favorite people to work with besides Leah LeBeau? Because that's obvious. Well, that's wifey. But you know, she's not going to be around that much longer. 
She's already talking about retiring in like two years. So. She's been talking about that shit. Yeah, I think she, I think she's finally there. I think last time I, I told I, I was trying to talk her into like one of those like yes you can retire but if you want to have if you want to shoot and just come over here or over there. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I've, I've kind of been the same. Like the door is always always open. You know, if you need just need extra cash in the future. Let me know. <laughs> well, when I asked her, I said, "Do you want to come down?" She's like, "Yes." Yeah. It was like, there was no like, I'm retiring. It was yeah. just like, no, yes. And I'm well, like, well, it's not this year. She was yeah. talking about doing like a whole year tour. Like doing a whole year of this God, is my retirement year. She's fucking amazing. And that's the thing about she her is like, you know, she burned I'm, out on it. Yeah. And that's, I think I, I told her, I think it was like, you scale back, work only with the people that you want to work with. Yeah. And you'll have fun. Yeah. As opposed to just trying to do sessions, sessions, sessions. Yeah. yeah. But you can still make money, you know, uh, doing that as well. But like, you just, yeah, burn yourself off on the bad stuff. I love, like I said, Jen. I get to work with Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think recently the big thing, getting back into working with different companies and stuff, is um, I meet these wonderful ladies, and then I find out they all do porn. <laughs> porn. Porn. So I'm like, oh, you were, re- you were a really good wrestle. And then I Google them, and I'm like, oh, and you suck a good dick, too. <laughs> <laughs> but is that bad? Is that like I don't judge. No, it's more one of those like I thought but they were a grappler. Yeah, I mean they could still be. They're still a grappler. You right? can still grapple. Yeah, you. you're just a porny. Look at someone like Cheyenne Jewel. That that girl is fucking, an amazing grappler. She'll amazing grappler. Grapple you, and, and she's then got she... a sweet ass for porn. <laughs> one of the sweetest. <laughs> no, she has she literally one of the best physiques I've ever seen in my mm-hmm, entire life. Like mm-hmm. when I first saw her the she's last time, built we... like a fucking racehorse yeah and yeah. then I find out that she like runs her own farm and she fucking yep. feeds cows and like horses bales of hay and, and, shit and rabbits just and a all piece of straw hand in her mouth and just yeah like. <laughs> and then we had her over here for like a weekend and we just shot 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 hung out watched UFC she's matches she's cool as fuck yeah. she's so fucking chill yep she's like totally like a dude yep. have, you had, <laughs> have, have you had Tomiko out yet yeah Oh, yeah. I love Tamiko. She's, She's one of my amazing. favorite people in the world. And Tamiko is one of those girls, like kind of like Sumiko. Uh, I, I know they stop rhyme. it. No, and that, <laughs> I know they rent, they rhyme, but like they they're just great they're just women that are going to age like wine. Mm-hmm. Like Tamiko was telling me the uh, uh, last time I spoke to her, she was like, "Well, you know, I'm turning this age now," and oh, and I'm like, "That that's just a fucking number. It's You're number. beautiful." She you is. know, and then Sumiko and I were and talking. And she's so amazing. Like her acting skills, yeah. like Through the roof. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I know I can beat her in a wrestling match any day of the week. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. I know if I take one of those complicated scripts to to Tomiko, she's gonna look at it and be like, "I got this." Yeah, and she's gonna be brilliant. That woman is such a good actress. Yeah. just amazing. I've had a blast. With oh my gosh, her. she is so fun. I still, I actually, I don't think I've wrestled her. I need to do that. I mean, um, but okay, Sumiko, I've. I've I don't think I've worked with her. You should soon. Uh, I think what I might do is set that up for the next time you visit. Because okay. uh, I've, I've already got some requests, so yeah. I can just send them your way. Weekdays are like bad for her, but like is she's... That, okay. So, so Sumiko is... Sumiko is... Yeah, next time you come through, if you give me enough advance notice, she'll come through on the weekday. Okay. But because we had a lot of customers that don't involve her, yeah. I just like, well, let's do these. Yeah. You know, uh, Sumiko is... Um, how do I put this? She is like gold. Like when, when yes. She's one of those girls that like, you know... She, I did a bondage thing with with her once in yeah. Cincinnati. That's, that's as much as I've worked with her, and she was great for that. And then she's and this so is beautiful, and, 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 just, and, and she's she looks. I hate to say it, but she looks better now. Like she for real. When I worked with her in Cincinnati, uh, took her to Cincinnati. She's always been beautiful. Yep. But 
now she's like this ultra ripped body, even though she just she had a kid. And no, that doesn't matter because you're no. you're fucking beautiful. You have how many kids? <laughs> but she uh, she she's absolutely stunning to look at. Uh, amazingly intelligent, uh, really funny and sharp, and also one of the most physically adept performers of all you'll ever see. Like really? I mean, this is a girl who will go downstairs right now and give you three to the chest drop kicks. You know, in a row. And no, I'm not with, with, that. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and when you take them, you're feeling that that much pressure. That's awesome. Um, and she'll fly. She'll you know she'll take your moves. She'll sell the shit out of them. And at the end of it, cut, shake your hand, give you a hug. Sweetest girl in the world. Um, and so next time you come through, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sumiko is, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, she's the gold standard in terms of I would say so. the Atlanta scene because I always hear about her. Yeah, everyone. I, again, I've worked with her with once, and I haven't seen her in years, but I always hear about her, and I, I have many people that want us to have a match. And the so. biggest thing about her is not so much her beauty, gorgeous girl. Yeah. Her um, her stamina, her strength. Uh, that's the other thing. She's strong as shit. Like I mean, I've seen her. She did a. She had. She had popped a shoulder ah. doing something, came to Jacqueline's and did a full like 30 minute over the shoulder carry video where she had to OTS carry like four other girls oh my. throughout the whole house, through the backyard. And I'm like, and she's I, got I, heart. And I go, Sumi, you, are you sure you want to do this? She's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, do you want to switch shoulders? She's like, no, I got this. So I'm shooting and I'm watching her and I'm just like waiting for her to just wince so I can cut. Nope. Nothing. nothing. All in fucking character. And when we're done, she's like, do you have any eyes? I'm just going to put it on there for a little bit. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. 20 minutes later. All right, let's do the next thing. You know, she's just like on it. And, uh, That's and awesome. I would love to see you work with her. So next time I'll try to make that happen. And we can even make it a thing like we did with Nicole Loring. Where yeah. like, you know, cause, do you ever, um, have you ever discovered a girl or had a girl come in? Like, I know you talked about the one girl is very athletic and everything mm-hmm. and uh, acrobatic. Now, I... Girls that just come in that are just naturally athletes and just can just can do it, you know. Sumiko's one of those girls. Um, there was, um, oh man, uh, well, actually, the girl you're working with tomorrow, Anne Marie, is one of those girls that uh, when she first came to us, she was very uninhibited in terms of like taking falls and stuff. And so okay. I taught I, I taught her how to take basic drops and mm-hmm. how to do just just in but she they say she kept kind of one upping me. Like, what if I dropped like this? And I'm like, well that's safe, but it looks better. And so she was actually kind of learning on her own okay. and, and taking she was adapting her own. Yes. As you should if you're a martial artist. And she was doing stuff where like I would pick her up for like a standing suplex. She would keep her legs perfectly straight. We could walk around with her just like this. Nice. For like a minute and then drop her and she would do her big cell. Uh, I was telling you earlier, if you give her an uppercut, she will fly across the room and land, not just land, but then fucking ass over tea kettle and end up like in a matchbook pin kind of thing. She looks like a broken doll. And you're like looking at your own fist like, what the fuck did I just do? (laughs) So she's one of those girls that was just completely fearless. And I think that's what really matters, your lack of fear. And uh, there's a girl named Saya that I, God, I wish you could work with. Is it Sia Savage? No, just Saya. Just S-A-Y-A. Oh, yeah, Saya Savage. Okay. <laughs> Not Sia, sorry, you're right. Saya Savage. She's another one of those girls where it's like, hey, I need you to take this kind of bump. She's like, yeah, jump up, boom, takes Sweet. it. And she doesn't care. She's just like, I want to fucking do this. 
And uh, so there's, there, yeah, we've had certain girls that we've been very lucky to, to have show up and they're like, I really like to just fly around. Sapphire, who you worked with, I yeah. think. Uh, did you work with her? It's been a long time. But she was the big, yeah. like, powerful Cuban Back in the day? Girl. Yeah. Is she still working with her? Yeah. And she's still our champ. Nice. She hasn't lost that belt. <laughs> <laughs> she don't got to drop it if she don't no, want to. No, no. And so she was going to work with you actually today, but, uh, but we just didn't... It just didn't work out time wise, yeah. Cool. But uh, but Sapphire is still like one of those girls that will do. She'll fly. She'll fly. And she. This is a girl who looks like she should be a bruiser. I know she does. She, she's curvy. She's beautiful. She's powerful. Yeah. Yet if you give her a, a sweet ass, if you yeah, sweet ass. Uh, and if you give her like a, a snapmare, she'll fucking throw herself. Yeah. Nice. Whoa! What did I just do? So so yeah yeah. So you've got a few. There's a there's a lot. I'm really yeah, we're very man. very lucky. We're very yeah. blessed. But. Um, Let's wrap it up. So we, um, I think we're almost at a two-hour mark. Hope you guys have enjoyed this. Uh, the thing about Civil Star is you can, we can technically go on for hours. There's a lot of different, yeah. there, there's so many things we can there discuss. There may be a part two to this. I think there should be a part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can probably maybe have you and Tomiko come down. We can do like a, a thing. Or, That'd be awesome. Yeah. Or like Sumiko or Cheyenne. Yeah, or all of them. Um, <laughs> you should bring Tomiko and Sumiko out to be a tag team. Mm-hmm. And then I will need myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any regrets? Uh, at In this all? business? Yeah. No. Good. No. That's the right answer. I, um, I've had a lot of adventures. I've had a lot of lessons. Mm-hmm. And I think I've passed on a lot of the things that I've learned on to the girls coming up to kind of help them out. Yeah. And... Um, I don't know about you, but I like looking back and seeing the heritage that we've created. Yeah. yeah. Because it's there. It is at this point. Um, we are getting to that point yeah. where it's... We're leaders in an industry. Yeah. And there's people who have... Um, I mean, they, they, they've come to me. Yeah, they've come to me and to you for advice about stuff. And now they're yeah. they're they're... Out on their own, yeah. with their own clip stores or whatever, mm-hmm. and doing their own things, and but they came up from somewhere, right? Yeah, you've had a lot of girls come up through your producing. Yeah, have gone out on their own to do their own thing. It's 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 yeah, it's crazy to think of it that way because that is that I mean that is literally uh, what's happening now, and it's it's what I I went through. Have you not that. ever thought about this? No, I mean I, I don't <laughs> I don't you know what contrary to popular belief I don't spend ninety percent of the day thinking about myself. No, well, no. <laughs> That's usually my wife's job. She'll yeah. she'll just say some shit. But, but I can I can look at you know a good handful of girls and know that they are where they are because I helped them at some point. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not saying I'm proud of that. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them, and I'm proud of of girls like Sumiko. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of. Um, I'm proud of the girls that that find the passion for it and stick with it. I'm proud of girls like Lucy Purr, and Lucy is a, a, a girl that worked for me uh, yeah. for a while, and, and Jacqueline, but now she's like really thriving in the custom scene. Sumiko's got her own company. Yep. Um, you so know, many of your girls have their own clip stores. A lot of our girls have yep. so many of their own, uh, so, so much of their own material, yep. um, and I'm always happy to help, you know, just give advice, but also yeah. other companies. Like I've had other companies who, yeah. who have, you know, like one of my best friends is, yeah, is, but you always reached out to, you've always reached out to other companies that I always, you were a fan of and said, yeah. Hey, we should exchange stuff or mm-hmm. talk or share ideas. You've always been that guy that was open to that. 
Because like, so many people are like, it's competition. No, I was it's, never, no it's never about that. Be, and I think one of the biggest parts of that is being a fan of it. Yes, and I will I, agree. I think if you're doing it just for the money, then everyone else is a competitor. Yeah. Everyone else is an enemy. Yeah. But when I saw someone like, like for example, Rick, uh, you know, who came to me a long time ago, I was like, hey, you know, I got this idea. I want to do this site. I'm like, fucking go for guy. it. Yeah. So I was like, let's do this. You know, yeah. and I'm just like, do you want me to put some galleries up for you? And he was like, yeah. And then he just found his his. He really did. He found his, his niches, niches and ran with them. You yeah. know, and now he has his own brand. And uh, uh, I mean, Jesus Christ, a long. So this this is our heritage. Dude, there was a long time ago. There's a company right now that's thriving in, in Las Vegas, uh, and they came to me ages ago when I had my my my, my fan site called. I think they were called Foot Fighters. I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Foot Fighters. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and they've been up for a while. Yeah, and the, and the guy and the gal that ran it, they were just like, "Hey, do you mind if, if we send you some pictures? Can you put from the gallery?" Yeah. And I said, sure. So I put up a couple of galleries and now they're fucking everywhere. They're yeah. just massive. Yeah. And so there's, I have to look back sometimes and now that you're making me look back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There are some people that I'm just so proud of because it's like you, you've, you know, you are the, you were once the pupils and now you're like, you know, with the master. I like it because this. And you're past the master in some cases. This is our world. You know what I mean? This is, this is the world we live in. Mm-hmm. So to help others out in that industry, in our industry, to me, it's a matter of pride. Mm-hmm. And also you get to meet people like you. Great people. Great. There's some great people out there. And I've met and got to hang out with and I've got to, had to, you know, and I, I've, I've had the chance to host. You met your wife this way. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like. That's the, and that's, that's another thing. Like I, I would, I cannot regret a single moment no, of this. How could because you? I got to, to meet my wife. I, I got to build this life. Um, and I got to be in a situation where right now you and I are sitting across the table from each other and we're being able to talk about all this crazy bullshit. This crazy stuff. So, And we're not done yet. We're yes, nowhere near. We're not nowhere near. But right now we're going to take a break, uh, which means um, until she comes back, which means she has a reason to come back. Yes. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, Sybil Star, for uh, being part of this podcast. Thanks for listening to us babble. And if you guys are still with us, God bless you. Um, and... Um, yeah, keep watching, keep buying, keep renting, keep keep supporting. Um, let's go ahead and do some plugs because that's what we should do. So for Sybil Star, I think we have a few because you have... Okay, so we have at Sybil Star. There's SybilStar.com. So for Twitter. But, uh, yep, at Sybil so Star. So it's S-Y-B-I-L-S-T-A-R-R. Yep. Oh, just two R's? Two R's. Yes. And then what do you have for your clip stores? Um, 2066. So, uh, c4s.com or clipsyourself.com forward slash store. 2066. 2066. Because that's how old I've had this store. Dude, I know people who are like, I'm like store 14. Right? I'm 100. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and um, if you have any emails for Sybil, you can contact her at S-Y-B-I-L period S-T-A-R-R at gmail.com. It's my preferred method of contact. So please contact me there. And as it appears, you are still accepting customs. I am. You have no cutoff date for that. No, yet. no, no. And we're we're see. This has been the problem. Um, we haven't had a space to record and mm. film and everything. So we've just gotten into a new space. Great. Everything's going really well right now. So I hope to start filming again on a monthly basis. Nice. So. 
Um, and uh, for those who, like I said, if you uh, this is your first time hearing about Sybil Starr, she is by far one of the most dynamic and talented um, performers I've ever worked with. I'm in it for the spandex. Yes. <laughs> so if you want to order something with spandex in it. Oh, God, send me spandex. Um, but she's also, uh, like I said, she's fucking great. She's really good at what she does. And uh, she won't disappoint. Um, and if you uh, want to... Uh, get her back to Atlanta. Start sending me customs at uh, I am sleeperkid at yahoo.com. Uh, you can find me also at, at sleeperkid on Twitter, uh, Facebook, just fucking kid sleeper. I think it's K I D D yeah. sleeper. Um, just find me there. Uh, website sleeperkidsworld.com and SKWPPV. So SKWPPV.com. And um, the more customs you send, the 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 more reasons I have to get her ass back here. Yeah. So in the meantime, enjoy your nights, and uh, we love you guys. And uh, just remember, you're not weird. <laughs> Never. Bye-bye. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.